You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 522. I'm your host, Chicky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. All the mother lovers. He brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. Tricky will die on any hill, even if you prove him dead wrong. That, that, possibly true, not always true. And... Uh, he is my trophy nemesis himself. It's Daryl. Oh, you were being nice today. He is. Look at that. It's good guy tricky tonight. He's he's a a face tonight. He's not a heel. He must realize that uh, Daryl's more than a match for him in platinum. So that's my why he's being nice is that he realizes that he's overmatched against Daryl. I think we're I think we're tag team partners tonight, fellas. I think that uh that he he brought me in because uh, we're gonna bring the heat. Oh, we're going to bring the heat because our topic of the week this week is uh, spurred a couple heated, not, well, I'm not going to say heated debates, but uh, spirited debates between both me, Alex, and Yield. So I, I had to bring in the backup, and I don't know how the backup generally feels about the topic, so I might be just, this might just turn into a three-on-one massacre. I, I was going to say, is this going to be like an NWO <laughs> switch all of a sudden? He's just going <laughs> to... It was Hogan all along. Hogan's part of the NWO. (laughs) Yep. All right. Let's do as we do every week and give you an updated trophy count. I am level 682, total trophies of 16,703 with 372 platinums. Man, this game that I'm playing is such a a trophy non-giver. Lego Star Wars? (laughs) A prude. (laughs) Trophy prude. (laughs) Trophy prude. Alex. Are you talking about Lego Star Wars or are you still playing Shadow of the Colossus? I, I gave up on Shadow of the Colossus. My. Oh, should have known. Should have known. That game is that game is hot garbage. Oh my god! Alex, your trophy count. I'm are. disgusted with you. I don't even know if I can read my trophy <laughs> count now. <laughs> He's gonna. He was gonna read it, but then he threw up in his mouth. Level and all over the desk too. Level four fifty seven. Total trophy count of seven thousand nine hundred. Seven, there's an extra zero in here that's fucking me up. 7,912 and a platinum count of 124 in 123 games. One of those platinums being Shadow of the Colossus for the PS4. A magnificent game. Because he wasn't mad enough to get it on the PS3. Yield! I thought he did get it on the 3. I did not. Oh. That's a, that's a hard one. That is, not a, that is not a welcoming platinum. No, not at all. And it plays like trash on the 3. Yeah, honestly, I you know, Bre- or, uh, Ocarina of Time had always been my favorite video game until I played Shadow of the Colossus on the PS4, and I played on the PS2 and the PS3. But when the PS4 version came around, I'm like, "Yep, this is my favorite game of all time." So, yes. All right. Well, a- a- you bring that up. I was going to bring it up later in the show, but after our trophy count, I got a hot take for you guys. Yield. What are your trophies? I think you've already seen, you called it hot garbage. You've already had your hot take. You got another one? I have another hot. Hot take. And just for the record, I, I'm just joking about Shadow of the Colossus. I just want to finish Lego before I go back to Shadow. 
Yield your trophy, sir. Well, they're bronze, they're silver, they're gold, and some are platinum. All right, I'm going to let that one go because it's been a while since you trolled me during the second. Well, you, I was just going to go with it, but you said your trophies. Well, okay, these are my trophies. You you opened the door, I just walked in. Level 471 with a trophy count of 8387 and a platinum count of 150. Did you get a new one or is this last week? This was last week. Okay. Oh, well, I got See, it uh, is what I get last week. Uh, just cause three. Just cause three. And I'm working See, on Sniper is... Elite three. Sid is level 553. Total trophies of 11,469. 69. 69. With 220 platinums. And Daryl, uh, give you your meager count, please. Yeah, my little baby level of 674 with a total trophy count of uh, 15,684 uh, with a uh, prepubescent platinum count of 363. I have yeah. not gotten a platinum in quite some time. I was about to say, you, you shaking? Because me and you uh, both have not gotten a platinum <laughs> in like a month. It's been bad, dude. And uh, I got no real good excuse. I mean, like I've been working a bunch. You know, I've, I've, I've landed my new job. Uh, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm working on my first loan right now. Like life is good in that aspect. But when I sit down to play games, I'm just like, I can't be bothered with collectibles right now. I can't be bothered with playing the game a second time. <laughs> I'm just like let's just play, and then I'm, I play Minecraft with my son a lot. That's how we hang out. So it's just like it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm go. I, I referenced it earlier. I'm playing Lego Star Wars: The, the Skywalker Saga. Uh huh. And I, I have over a hundred hours in the game. Okay, and I'm not like taking my time. I'm like I'm going after these. I still do not have half the Kyber bricks. I still do not have half the characters. I just passed the halfway mark of all the missions. And that's, I still and I still haven't gone back to any of the missions to done the free play. That's how you know you love a game though. When you can drop a hundred hours on it and you're halfway there. <laughs> Man, this thing is a grind. Uh, I want to give dupes credit because I don't know how we put up with this because I've th there's many times I turn around and said F this I'm not getting this platinum. Well, you got to realize what we're talking about here. We're talking about dupes who got the platinum in Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West in an insane amount of time. So he's like a, a superhero. He just burns through platinums like nothing. Yeah, but this this is this is a grind. No, I, I haven't that, even that's looked. What I said I haven't even looked up. Uh, what the average time to get this platinum is because if it's under 50 hours, I'm going to scream at somebody because there ain't no way in hell somebody got the platinum in under 50 we hours. We all know that you've you've loved that game very much, but like if it took you like something crazy, like 200 hours to get that platinum trophy, do you think it would like <sighs> change how you felt about that game? No. Because th this is the thing. I, I'm really liking what they did with this Lego game. <clears throat> the changes they made to any... If you take the changes they made and apply it to any Lego game they've ever made, it's a fantastic job. The reason this one's taking so long is because it's nine movies. And you're going to every single planet. You're getting every single Star Wars character. Even the most obscure character in the world is in this game. And it's... And it's... The, the Kyber Bricks are fine. There's over a thousand of them. You don't even have to collect all of them. You just have to collect a thousand of them. It's man, this is grind. I'm looking right now. <coughs> at uh, I don't even know if I can bring up stats on this. Um, 
Probably go into your options. I don't think they have a stats thing. Uh, no. They don't want you to know how much it, time you've been hunting Kyber bricks. But it's 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 a grind. <laughs> and you go and the thing the thing that's annoying but it's also cool is because every mission that you have, you have to fly from one planet to another. It's like it's like, okay, you're on this planet, but you have to go do this task on this planet. And what I like is cool about it is after you complete the task, uh, it automatic a message pops up and says, "Do you want to return back to the mission giver?" So you hit the X button and you go immediately back to where the mission giver is. You don't have to fly back to the planet and then run through the planet to find him. It brings you right there. So that's cool, but in in that case, you're flying from one planet to the other, back and forth, back and forth. So what I uh, the best tip I can give anybody is when you go to a planet, try to knock out as much stuff as you can before you actually do the mission. Because once you do the mission, you're going to go fly back and then you might not go back to that planet for a while. Um, it's... I And when I say about the trophies, like, there are trophies for completing all activities on three planets and there's like ten of those. So... When I get to the end of doing all these missions and all that, all the activities, the trophies are going to pop fast. It's just right now there's a long lag. I've gotten like four trophies in two weeks with this game. And I've been working at it. So, all right. Uh, so, that's all I've been playing. Um, I did try Tribes of Midgard a little bit. I think that's uh, a game that I'm going to enjoy playing multiplayer than single player. Uh, I didn't try Curse of the Dead Gods, although I wanted to. Uh, and I played a little Rock Band 4, so. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing, sir? You had a look on their, on your face there like you forgot my name for a second. No, no, I just, I wasn't sure who I wanted to go to, because I try to change it up every week. You're, I'm, I'm sure that other people have played more impressive things than me this week, but, um, since you called on me, I've been playing some Nintendo Switch stuff, nothing new, just some uh, old back catalog, some of the Pokemon, some of the Animal Crossing, played Rocket League on Thursday with... Homer, Nitro, and Yield, and I've, uh, so late, was it last Monday or last Sunday? I can't remember. Shortly after the show last week, I got the Platinum Trophy in Shovel Knight, beat the game in under an hour and 30 minutes, got my Platinum, and, uh, yeah, real, real proud of myself with that one, gave myself a few pats on the back during the week, and, uh, yeah, going through the King of Cards, so it's the King Knight version of the story now, so they have Shovel Knight as the Shovel of Hope, um, then you have Plague Knight story, which is an alternate universe kind of thing. Then you have uh, two prequels in King Knight and Spectre Knight. So I've done the Spectre Knight. I've done Shovel Knight. I've got the Platinum Trophy on that. And now I'm going through King Knight story. So, yeah. Still just on the Shovel Knight train. And eventually, hopefully going to crack into Assassin's Creed Origins before the all the uh, Deluge of Ninja Turtles games comes out this year. Because once uh, those games come out, I'm stopping what else I'm doing and I'm playing those games. Just like Horizon. All right, and uh, one thing I didn't say that uh, the reason why I haven't played that many games is because the Rangers are in the playoffs, and I've been addicted to watching those games and raging. Because got a bad case of loving you, New York Rangers. The the Rangers got screwed in game one, so did they though? They did. They they did, and you know what? I'm even going to call an independent third party to confirm. Hold on. Because I don't want you guys saying, "Oh, he's 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 a typical Rangers fan." Just saying. I that, mean, uh, we we, we ain't got to go happen. through all this rigmarole. We can just we'll take yeah, your word I'd for it. We'll, we can just. just, just the sh- I'd rather just do the show. We'll just go on here. 
You know what? Forget you guys then. We said we trusted you. We said we'd take your word for it. And now you're mad at us. Damned if we do, damned if we don't. Exactly. All right, well, to to be fair, I kind of set this up already because I figured you guys were going to give me shit. So I already called the party and said that I was going to call him. But now he's going to get upset I didn't call. Yield, what are you playing, sir? Uh, Let me open it up on my phone. Uh, Play some Everybody's Golf, some Rocket League, World of Warship Legends, Sniper Elite 3, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, and Horizon Forbidden West. And I believe that's everything. And Daryl? I've been playing a little bit of Layers of Fear, one of those Bloober Team first-person horror games. Not a bad game, not a great game. Uh, I didn't love it. Uh, I I tend to like Bloober Team stuff, but this one I wasn't thrilled with. I've been playing some Minecraft with my little guy, with, uh, with Paxton, Spider Packs. And then the only other thing I've been really playing this week, um, uh, two, well, I, I, two more technically. I got uh, uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Have you guys played that yet? No, no. It, it's it's very not great. It's a uh, it, it's a it's a wave based third person shooter essentially. Like you're going around in the uh, Aliens universe in these different little areas, and like you have to do these very samey similar objectives the dialogue in it's not great like it's just uh it's a very mediocre game like just painfully mediocre game um but then you'll have like these little like waves where it's like okay prepare for battle and you know it's only four little you know story campaign kind of things and then the game's beaten um i'm on the last one now it's just uh eh. and the trophies are trash like you got to play through them you know, like multiple times on all the different difficulties. And the thing that's worse about it is that like the trophies are like kill thousands of these certain type of enemies. But the problem is like, you don't really want to do it. Like I, I just, I just don't know. I'm not, not really loving it. It's taken me a couple weeks to beat this very short campaign just because it's not like thrilling. Um, and then the last thing, uh, um, over on the Loot Bros podcast, we have a tier on our Patreon where you can pledge to make any host of your choice play a game. And um, uh, I got pledged to play and beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I've been working my way through that, and that's been quite enjoyable. So I, like I said, uh, I'm working two jobs at the moment, um, and it's kind of taxing mentally, you know? So like I, sometimes when I sit down to play i'm like i don't really want to do anything like stressful so final fantasy 7 remake doesn't require a lot out of me you know it's it's an enjoyable experience and uh if i want to i can just hammer the square button for the combat um and 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 you can get away with a lot until you get to the bosses then you got to be a little little smarter with it but for the most part the game's very enjoyable and just uh just kind of taking my time with it so that's been me all right all right, so I promised you a hot take. Uh, I did ask this question on last week's show with Matt G. Uh, thank you again, Matt G, for coming on the show. But uh, I asked him what his favorite Zelda game is, and I figured I'd make a little uh, choice out of this. Daryl, what do you think Matt G's favorite Zelda game is? Um, I actually listened to it, and uh, I, I don't remember. Whenever you guys say Zelda, my eyes roll in the back of my head, and I tend to tune out. But I'm going to say Majora's Mask. Uh, Yield, what do you think it is? Uh, 
They don't care. Ocarina of Time. And Alex? Ocarina of Time. Get out of here, Jarvis. We're having a discussion about Zelda. That was my contact coming back to me. Uh, he, it's actually Wind Waker. Okay. Which is which? Which I I can understand that. I played that one. Are you are you bringing this up because Stone Cold the the uh, internet has been ablaze with discussion about Stone Cold Steve Austin's favorite Zelda game, which apparently yeah. he had Cody Rhodes on his show, The Broken Skull Sessions, and Cody said that Ocarina of Time was his favorite, and then uh, Stone Cold was saying that. He's more of a Breath of the Wild guy. He said, hands down, Breath of the Wild. Well, that's right. incredible. I saw the advertisement for that episode uh, as uh, Backlash was firing up. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And now you're telling me they talk video games on it? Oh, what is this world? This is amazing. Well, I, I don't know if they talk video games on the interview, but he did ask. what The, the first question he asked is, what's your favorite Zelda game? And then uh, So Cold said, hands down, Breath of the Wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Hands down. He said, hands down. All right. Let's get into our topics because uh, Yield seems like he wants to do a show with nothing else. I'm about yeah. to say, he's a little test. Uh, <laughs> Yield's a little sassy tonight. Yes. Yield, I love you, brother. Yes. I don't want to be here for three hours. Oh, <laughs> man. Y'all got the wrong guest on tonight, son. All right. Coming from IGN and written by Adam Bakehurst. The Embracer Group enters an agreement to acquire. Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal for $300 million. Embracer shared the news in a press release saying this acquisition includes roughly 1,100 employees across three studios and eight global locations. The deal, if goes through, is expected to close in Q2 of Embracer's financial year of 2022-2023. Quote, we are thrilled to welcome these studios into the Embracer Group. We recognize the fantastic IP, world-class creative talent, and track record of excellence that have been demonstrated time and again over the past decades. It has been a great pleasure in meeting the leadership teams and, and discussing future plans for how they can realize their ambitions and become a great part of Embracer. That was quoted by Lars Winchfors, the co-owner and group CEO of the Embracer Group. He goes on to say, quote, Embracer is the best-kept secret in gaming, a massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs from whom we are thrilled to become a part of today. It is a perfect fit for our ambitions, make high-quality games with great people, sustainability, and grow our existing franchises to the best versions ever. Embracer allows us to forge new partnerships across the media to maximize our franchise's potential and live our dreams of making extraordinary entertainment. That was quoted by Phil Rogers, the Square Enix and Europe CEO. Once this deal goes through, Embracer will have more than 14,000 employees, 10,000 game developers, and 124 internal studios. It is confirmed that it has more than 230 games in development at those studios, and more than 30 of those are AAA titles. This news comes directly shortly after Crystal Dynamics was developing a brand new Tomb Raider game on Unreal Engine 5. No further details were given, but the team did say it was planning to, quote, push the envelope of fidelity, end quote. Crystal Dynamics is also the studio behind Marvel's Avengers and has been helping Microsoft the initiative develop the new Perfect Dark game. Eidos Montreal is the studio behind the 4, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and more, and is working on, quote, a host of AAA projects including both new releases from beloved franchises and original IPs. Uh, Square Enix Montreal is also responsible for Hitman Go, Tomb Raider Go, and Deus Ex Go, and will continue to work in the mobile space building games on AAA IPs. Uh, and there you go. 
Now, I know the name Embracer, but I can't tell you outside, off the top of my head, who they own so and what Embr- they do. Embracer owns like Saber Interactive, THQ Nordic. Um, they own Deep Silver. Like Embracer Group is the conglomerate that owns like all of the double A publishers now. And it's like every time you turn around, they're buying more and more and more. Um, but they're putting out games, you know, and like they're giving us the stuff we want. Like uh, Embracer Group owns the teams that are doing the um, Destroy All Humans 2 remake. I so. thought. Koch Media owned THQ and like that stuff. Is uh, Koch Media part of Embracer Group? Well, I think maybe Embracer owns Koch or Koch owns Embracer. Like it's all all those people. Yeah, are and they much. also own Gearbox too. Of Embracer? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is awesome, dude. Like this is huge because like Square Enix has done nothing but like fumble the ball. With Eidos and and um, freaking Crystal D, and it's like you know, and Yield said this a ton of times. It's like it's like every time they put a game out, it's like did not meet expectations, did not meet expectations. But 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 we but also put out well. Balan Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, like we we expect it to sell a hundred million copies, not the five million copies. Which, by the way, most people would die to sell five million copies worth of their game. So, uh, all right, uh, Yield, do you want to say something before I read this other article? No. Okay, I think. Well, I, I think that we should note that this is mostly Square Enix selling off their uh, their Western studios. I th- yeah, yeah, and what's you know, there's this big rumor going around that Sony's going to pick up Square, but like, man, why? Like, I don't know, dude. Like me personally, I wouldn't want Square now, like without so, those studios. I kind of agree with Daryl on this, but also like to to give some ba- like some background on that. So, does anyone remember when we were talking about, uh, you know, that. Uh, Greg Miller had delayed the latest episode of his podcast because he's yes. big news to come down and Jeff Grubb over Adventure Beat. Apparently, the big acquisition everyone was talking about around that time was Square Enix. Correct. So I don't know if anything has changed or what has changed, but I mean, certainly they are even more affordable now. But you look at the ga- the games they just sold off in the, in the studios, and I don't even know if I would want I, – I, I'm still on the Capcom train. Please buy Capcom. Please do that. Yeah. Um, but Nintendo and Square Enix certainly makes a lot more sense. Yes, all right. Well, so, well, hang on. Before you go any farther, Tricky. So, like with this whole Square Enix deal, right? Like they have been hemorrhaging money, making really bad decisions, and it's almost like they turn around and make a worse decision by getting rid of arguably some of their Best most titles. talented studios. Yeah, yeah. Like especially, I mean, obviously this is a Western opinion because these are Western studios, and I play Western games. But it's like they they put out Babylon's Fall. It had ten players. It's first week. Yes. Like one of them is CJ. <laughs> like we actually <laughs> it had 10 concurrent players, right? This game came out and it's like, they are sinking tens and tens. I mean, obviously that's, that's probably a hundred million dollar game. Like these crazy amount of games chasing these service, this live service stuff. And, and then they turn around and it's like, you have one of the most storied franchises in gaming, in gaming, in, like, like Tomb Raider. You have, freaking Tomb Raider. You could put a Tomb Raider game out every single year of some something. I mean, there's Tomb Raider movies. There's Tomb Raider comic books. And they're just like, oh man, we made a bad decision. Um, let's get rid of uh, the Tomb Raider guys. Like, what? Like, that doesn't <laughs> think- make any sense to me. Before we move on, we need to also mention that Volition is also under the Embracer umbrella, or part of that group. Uh, 
as a shout out there to Jeff Han. I think Jeff would be mad at us if we didn't mention that uh, Volition was part of that as well. Well, I mean, yes, but Jeff is no longer part of Volition, so. But still, that well, was a yes, big I part know, of but he still. Yeah, and he still gives like like he, he'll still post stuff about Saints Row in the Trophy Horse group. So I figured yeah. that he still wants to look out for those people. All right, well, you guys were talking about uh, Square Enix and uh, with um, uh, Tomb Raider and the sales and how it was disappointing and all that stuff. We now have an article coming from IGN written by George Yang. Uh, following Embracer's group agreement to purchase Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and Crystal Dynamics from Square Enix, the company shared a timeline of the Tomb Raider franchise. According to the timeline, Tomb Raider has sold 88 million units since its inception in 1996, with 38 million of the lifetime sales coming from the reboot trilogy alone, which includes the 2013 uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, the timeline shows other Tomb Raider games, so uh, games such as Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, and Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris spin-offs, as well as games before the 2013 reboot. Uh, studio head Scott Amos explains that the Tomb Raider brand is strong is a strong one, saying, "Quote: This is just looking at the games. We still have an entire transmedia world out there, known for films, new series coming, comics, and across what the possibilities are for this franchise. I can tell you, the best is yet to come." Now I I listen. I'm not in gaming world, but if you sold 38 million copies of three games, that's a fucking success to me. Yeah, yeah, it's more than 300 million dollars. <laughs> like they just sold everybody. Now, did they sell the studios and keep the IP, or do no. the, uh, are the studios keeping the IP? The, the IPs go with the studios. Yeah, the IPs go with the studios. So they gave up Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Soul oh, Reaver. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, okay, you see, name it. So at least and, and, and we'll they, be able to get they, games now. And, and, and Embracer, I'll say this, because a buddy of mine's a big Soul Reaver guy, and I kind of always wanted to play it. Oh, they love them, dude. They dude. specifically mentioned in their press release Soul Reaver. So that's got a lot of people thinking that they're either going to reboot it, remaster it, do something with it, which I dude, would totally if they, do a oh, remaster of Soul Reaver, even a reboot. Any of those. Any of those, yeah, dude. And you know what's crazy is uh, Amy Hennig. You know, she wrote the Uncharted games. Like she wrote Soul Reaver. I was gonna say, why? Was she on Soul Reaver? They never she got her start. Yeah, was it Soul Reaver? Yes. Or was it Legacy, Legacy of Kane? Soul Reaver. Yeah. Okay. Legacy of Kane's all part of that series. Okay. Uh, yeah, going back to the original article, just to answer your question there, Daryl. It says uh, Embracer Group is entered into agreement to buy, acquire Crystal Dynamics, Idos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, and quote a catalog of IPs including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Cain, and more than fifty backlog games from Square Enix Holdings. So does that mean that Square Enix kept Hitman? Because I figure they would name Hitman specifically Hit- if it. No, um, Hitman is owned the- by. Io or uh, Ios? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Io. Io. They, Io. they went independent. They, they a retained years ago. it. Yeah, when they when they left Square Enix. So, uh, that's big news. Uh, it's but huge. Not, I'm looking right now just to see what's off the top of my head. But uh, Alex also referenced that the rumor is that uh, Sony's going to be buying Square Enix. I'm trying. I'm interested. What's left for Sony to acquire within that? I mean. Whoever makes Kingdom Hearts and whoever makes well, probably just your JR- Final Fantasy, probably your JRPGs, because that's kind of what they were known for until they started expanding west. Well, the, so they got they got the Final Fantasy franchise. You got the uh, Kingdom Hearts franchise. Those are huge. I mean, you've also got Square Enix owns that little um, 
the little RPG factory is what it's called. So they did like the, um, you know, the, the little turn-based, you know, um, RPGs that are similar to the old style ones. I mean, there's those. And then they're doing that for spoken game, which Sony seems very involved with. So uh, maybe if there is, the thing is this though, and this is just me, my, my opinion, but like getting rid of the good stuff and like, I don't, I don't, I mean, sure. Sony buys those other things. They'll be profitable, but well, didn't, wasn't part of the uh, the uproar about this or people like looking at this and rolling their eyes is that Square saying they wanted to get more involved in NFTs? Oh, I'm sure they said some stupid trash like that. Everyone's saying that, John. Now, so it's, <laughs> they're they're all chasing that trend, and I just I, NFT is another thing that makes me roll my eyes. It's like, like right, I just, just can't. I just googled uh, Square Enix games, and just off the top of my head, you know, without going too deep into this, uh, some of the ones: uh, Final Fantasy, Chrono Cross. Forspoken, uh, Outriders. Um, that's another one that's not even profitable. They just had an article come out this week said they still haven't made a profit. And that was one of those Game Pass games that everyone was like, oh, hell, Game Pass, we get games for free and they're big AAA day one. Still ain't made money. I, I've beaten Outriders. It's a good game, but it's I not, started it. It's not bad. Uh, we also have Life is Strange, uh, Dragon Quest. Kingdom Hearts, the the mana games, yeah. Uh, now, and Dragon Quest is a big series too. Yeah, That's a big well, like I said, you know, Square's known for their JRPGs. Yep. All right, uh, all right. Let's move on to our next article here. The long delayed Prince of Persia game is being done by an entirely different studio. That's never this is good. also this is uh, coming from George Yang over at IGN. Uh, Ubisoft has announced that Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, is now being handled by Ubisoft Montreal, who created the Sands of Time trilogy. The project was originally in development over at Ubisoft Prune and Ubisoft Mumbai, two of the company studios in India. Quote, the decision is an important step and the team building upon the work achieved by Ubisoft Prune and Ubisoft Mumbai. Now we'll take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game and deliver you the best experience for this remake of an all-time classic when it's ready. So basically, Ubisoft is saying, oh, we took this game from this studio, we're giving it to this studio, and now the new studio needs to take time to figure out what the fuck they were doing over there. How do you... When there is so much money tied up, and we can throw like Square Enix into this, when there's so much money tied up into making these games and stuff like that. How is there such mismanagement or misguidance when it comes to these projects? I don't understand. I don't know. Because uh, you hear the number, the sales numbers for over uh, for, for good old Laura Croft in the Tomb Raider series, and it's just like, you want to just like sit down with a, a Square Enix executive and say, what were you expecting? Like, what were your numbers and where did all this money go? What are you doing? Well, here's a little timeline for you if anybody doesn't remember the, uh, the, from the announcement. It was first announced in September 2020 with the release date of January 21. It seemed everything was set as various retailers had the listens and pre-order bonuses up. However, in December of 20, Ubisoft announced that the game would be delayed until March 18th, 2021. And then when February 2021 rolled around, Ubisoft announced that it had been delayed once again, this time indefinitely. So it's been a year since the game has been delayed indefinitely, and now we're getting news, what, 14 months later, 15 months later, that 
entirely different studio is taking over the game. Well, I, I I said this isn't good news. I will pull a little bit of good out of it, and at least it's going back to the studio who originally did yep. it. So if anything, you know they will stay true, true to, to the it. source material. Yeah, they're they're not going to they're not going to mess it up because that's their baby. So at least there's some good out of it. Normally, when it gets yanked out of one and goes to somebody else, they had absolutely nothing to do with it. At least these guys did do it. Yeah, I can give you an example. I can give you an example of a game that came out and uh, they that same thing happened. Final Fantasy VII Remake. They had um, I can't remember the name of the studio now. They had a studio working on it, and it was they were working on it for years, and then they yanked it and put it back with uh, the studio that they did the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, I believe it was, and they put the director that was more familiar with the franchise back on there, and that game came out great. And so we do have a success story of when you take a game that was being fumbled by someone who's not usually making these games and then has gone and put it back with the original people, let them fix the game. So it's, you know, hopefully that'll be a, that'll be the case with this game. I'm not a huge Prince of Persia guy. I've never, I don't know if you guys ever played them. I I never really got into those games. So uh, for me, it doesn't necessarily matter personally, but you know, I'd rather a game not suck in general. No, they were successful enough to to spawn movies, so. That cel-shaded Prince of Persia game was actually the first game I ever learned of Dolan North and who the hell he was, so I played that one. All right, uh, anybody else want to speak on this? No. Nope. Okay. Now, this next topic, I was originally going to put it as the topic of the week, but I figured uh, the other one would... I was going to put this at the top of the week, but I decided against it. This is coming from Rebecca Valentine over at IGN. FTC probing Sony's Bungie acquisition as gaming merger oversight gets more aggressive. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission is reporting open an inquiry into Sony's planned acquisition of Bungie, making a notable ramp up in federal oversight of gaming mergers during a period of major industry consolation. According to sources speaking with the information, last week the FTC began seeking more information about the deal in an investigation that could potentially delay its closing by six months or even more. Even though a closing date wasn't announced alongside the initial announcement, the information reports that it could be pushed back into early 2023. The FTC is reportedly focused on concerns that Sony might be motivated to prevent competing companies and services such as Xbox from accessing Bungie's games such as Destiny 2. This means examining how popular Destiny is and whether a possible restriction could meaningfully harm Sony's competitors and create an antitrust violations. While Sony has publicly committed to keeping Bungie games cross-platform, its ability to restrict both current titles and future releases in the future is a point of antitrust concern. This investigation represents another sign of the FTC's recent, more aggressive approach towards potential antitrust issues in the gaming industry. While it's customary for the FTC to look into large deals, the spree of major gaming acquisition in recent years has, as well as the growing size of such deals appear to have prompted greater scrutiny, particularly under Biden-appointed FTC Chair Linda Khan. Lena Khan, sorry. Uh, so, that is the article. Uh, the F- uh, IGN reached out for comment, and the FTC declined to comment on its investigation, which is probably, you know, standard practice. But, I don't remember there a story being that the FTC is looking into the Xbox 
um, like uh, the Ag Division deal. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I was trying to think of the other the name was Activision, which was Blizzard, Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. Bethesda. I mean, yeah, you name any of those, and those companies are multi-platform and now could become certain games exclusive. Well, the, so, what's the difference? Well, the the reason I'm bringing this up and the reason why it was going to be the topic of the week is because when Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard, they basically outright said these games are going to, the all current games are going to stay multi-platform, but future games are going to be exclusive. Sony is buying Bungie, which is just literally one series of games. And I'm not trying to defend Sony in that when I'm saying that. I'm saying Sony bought a, comp- a studio that literally has one series of games, and they said, we're going to keep them multi-platform, but they're getting the investigation, but the Microsoft deal isn't? That well, does not no. make sense So uh, back in February, uh, I mean, from Ars Technica, uh, or no, sorry, back in February, uh, the Bloomberg posted a headline, Microsoft deal for Activision to be reviewed by the FTC. Um, back on April 1st, Ars Technica also uh, Ars Technica posted uh, U.S. Senators urge FTC to scrutinize Microsoft Activision merger. Uh, okay, back in late March, the I... FTC has asked Microsoft for more info on its Activision Blizzard deal. <clears throat> so, uh, and, and and Video Games Chronicle here lately has uh, FTC's probe of Microsoft Activision's acquisition reportedly focus on. Let me see what the rest of this. Did I take it back? Uh, I, I did. I completely missed that. I apologize. Focus on said. consumer data labor market, and that came uh, April sixth. So they are looking into the Activision Blizzard deal because remember that report came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, is it going to go through? Are they going to block it?" I mean, I see both of these deals going through. I don't think that. They, I mean, even if the FTC heavily scrutinizes things, I don't think they can prove that either one of these things is um, going to be a, a like a, an attempt to monopolize or anything, or you know. Right. It seems like a lot of these companies are going to get around that by saying, no, multi-platform. They may keep one or a couple things exclusive, but most of the most popular stuff is going to stay multi-platform. You'll just get the better experience on whatever platform they're playing. Oh, yeah. by the way, did anyone see, and we can go into this after everyone's made their comments, but did anyone see all the Xbox users losing their minds yesterday on Twitter because Xbox Live was down for two days and they couldn't play you games. Couldn't play any of the Game Pass games. Yep. Yeah. No, they couldn't play any games at all. No, yes. Nothing. Nothing. They, yep. Apparently, uh, and apparently, when Xbox Live goes down, the, you can't even play the games that are downloaded on your system. You, you, they immediately lock them. So I, apparently, I've been saying it for years, man. Like that, I had the Xbox One, and it that crap happened to me every time I traveled with it, man. <clears throat> Now, I, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to throw shade here, but doesn't this sound awfully familiar when they announced the Xbox One and they said that you have to be always online? Yeah. And then you, they then yeah, they you flip the switch back. Like now, I just they, they don't even talk about it anymore. They just that's that is the case. Yeah, and I mean, they, they, like I own all the all the consoles, so it is similar to the way the PlayStation works, to where you can, you have to have like your primary setup so that you can play offline. Um. But like guys like me who like I have my primary set for the console in my house and like I have a secondary set in my office, you know, or like for my kids or something like that, like that, that renders one of those consoles completely obsolete. And when I would travel, I would use the second console and my travel box, same as you do with your PlayStation, Triggy. And and if you don't switch it to your home console, you are completely locked out. My my uh, primary console is my work PlayStation, because when I go to work, 
Oh, it, let me I, let me read some of these these uh, quotes from Twitter. Um, do it to, to shed a little more light on this. Uh, a user named Dan said, "So let me get this straight, and correct me if I'm wrong. If Xbox Live goes down, you can't play any of your digital games, even if they're downloaded on your system. If true, that's absolute garbage and shows why any digital all digital gaming future is not a good thing." Uh, Jason, who retweeted and commented, said, Last night I discovered this that was true. If Xbox Live isn't up, your Xbox is basically bricked, even for single-player games you bought. It's not a console. It's a terminal with a very large disc buffer and a hefty price tag. Yep. Uh, yep. Someone else, uh, Lou, said, Can't launch any, launch any games because Xbox Live is down. Uh, Jason, uh, someone named Jason, said, uh, Xbox Series S owners when Xbox Live is down, and it had like a, a big old rock that was shaped like an Xbox controller. Yep. Um, let's see. Kaylee said, imagine this was someone's last day of Xbox Live and they couldn't even play their games. Uh, Walter says, I can't play any game I own on it because Xbox Live has been down for two days. Hunter, bro, holy fucking no fucking way. Xbox Live is down again for six plus hours for the second day in a row. Uh, Cloaked, uh, said, wow, Xbox, I can't play Dead Space, a game that I digitally purchased during the Xbox 360 era because a part of Xbox Live is down. Single player video games need an internet connection. Really? Uh, Tyler says, been another four hours. My wife's only time to relax and play a game, and you haven't been available for one minute of it. I pay for Xbox Live, Game Pass, and subscriptions, all completely unusable because of the problems that are your fault. Let us play the content we purchase offline. Uh, Then Marlon said, I better get a whole month of Xbox Live for free. Let's see. Uh, Silent said, I'm a fairly patient man generally. That said, my patience has run out with this Xbox Live outage. Fix the DRM checkpoint verification so people aren't stranded waiting for access to playing games. We're in the year 2022, and it seems like they should have been resolved by now. So, uh, oh, and last but not least, uh, Drew says, crazy that Xbox Live was a better product in 2012 than 2022. So, for all the people that want to sit there and crow about Xbox Live and, and Game Pass, and I understand that outages aren't, you know, regular things, but... You know, there are people online that are throwing shade at Sony, like saying, oh, Sony, we know you're behind this. And it's mostly joking, but at the same time, like, if something happens on the PlayStation, I'm not going to Twitter to throw shade at Microsoft. I'm just but, like, well, well, this sucks. I, I, so, uh, yeah, so obviously I, I can, Microsoft's I can tell you, ecosystem is not as as great as everyone hails it to right. be. And guess I, what? I, I could still play my PlayStation games regardless of whether my console is connected to the internet or not. That's right. See, and I, I know what people are going to come back and say is, oh, well... Xbox, uh, PlayStation got hacked, and we were out for what uh, forty three days. That was a decade ago. That was but, that was that was but, two generations ago. But the point is, is that during that entire outage, yeah, you couldn't download any new games, but we were able but to you play, play our games. games. That's right, you can play them. Xbox Live goes down for two days, and people are losing their damn minds because they can't play anything. So, and uh, like, and again, I'm not trying to throw shade, but I am throwing shade. That literally makes the Xbox uh, Series S. Useless, 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 and and the big thing this year, man. I'm telling you, the big thing is Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. All these fools over here saying, "Well, why would I buy games anymore when I get them for free on Game Pass?" This is why, because for two days I saw people online posting how they could not touch anything on Game Pass. You'll know it. You'll know this. Now, granted, that problem obviously reached farther, but like. I don't mind using a subscription service, you know, but like there's games I buy because I'm going to own them because I'm not going to have internet one day or I'm not going to have the service one day or I'm going to be in the mountains traveling one day. I got a week out of town at the end of this month. And you know what? I'm going to go to this crate. This We're going to this super packed resort 
We got the we had the last room. There's seven places around Universal Studios, and all of them were sold out. We got the last spot that we could get for this window. You know what that means? Every stitch of internet is going to be sucked bone dry. Yes, it is. Cell service is going to be trash because I don't have a first responder preference, right? So, like, even a hotspot is going to be virtually useless when it comes to a console. So, when I get there, you know what's not going to work? My Xbox. I won't be able to sign on and ping it and say, oh, let me play my Game Pass game. All right? So, I'll bring my PlayStation, a couple discs, and we're great. Yield, I'm going to set you up here. Uh does this not make a good argument for staying physical and not going digital? It makes an absolutely brilliant argument to stay physical and not go all digital, but, you know. I, I what, had to set what, you up on What that. does Yield know in his little corner of the world? <laughs> I had to set like, you up for that guy. But, 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 so, but I, I do buy digital games, but, but most of my games are all physical. Yeah, but also, like, if you buy a digital game on the PlayStation 5, you didn't download it, you don't have to have an internet connection to play that game. Correct. So, you know, that's not, I mean, that's, that is a be wary of these subscription services, not necessarily buying digital games or, you know, maybe just be wary of buying digital games on Microsoft's uh, consoles. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, Daryl kind of talked about it. My primary console is the one I keep in the case that I bring to work with me because I never need the internet. Now, the, the flip side to that is I have to bring the case into the house. I have to download the games, but that's maybe like once every two months or so. And I I don't worry about the trophy syncing or stuff like that because I can just turn on my mobile hotspot and sync up my trophies real quick. But at least when I'm offline, I can still play my games. It sounds like with the Xbox now, if you're not online, you can't play anything. Like I said earlier, it makes the Series S useless. Useless. Completely. It, it's just a paperweight at that point because if you can't... You can't even put a disc into the system and say, okay, well, I'm going to play my physical game. You can't play jack shit. All right. Getting back to the topic at the hand. Uh, Alex, you kind of talked about it that you don't th- you don't see the acquisition stopping. But I I don't know. Do, does it seem like the FTC is overstepping their bounds on this a little bit? No, I mean, they like much had been made about the fact that they had gotten new leadership at the FTC and that they were going to be more strict and like reopen cases against uh, Facebook um, to look further into those. So, I mean, they're just being strict about these. They're looking further into them. They're, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to stop. To me, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard and Sony buying Bungie, neither one of those like raised, sure, look into them, but like I don't see them as like red flags as to, Oh well, this is going to prevent you know make the the video game landscape a terrible place, and that if you own any other console, you're going to have an awful time. Like I don't see that. Even if Microsoft said, "Yeah, we're going to turn all these exclusive," I wouldn't care. Like I still think there's plenty of other games out there and game makers where it would be just fine. All right, uh, we're going to move on here, just in the interest of time. Uh, because it kind of relates to the this topic as well. Another article coming from IGN written by Rebecca Valentine. New York City files complaint against Activision Blizzard for wrongdoing tied to the Microsoft acquisition. Uh, there's an update to the story, but I'm going to read you the original story first. Uh, multiple New York City funds have banded together to file a complaint against Activision Blizzard, alleging that CEO Bobby Kotick and the board may have breached their fiduciary duty in dealings with Microsoft to be acquired and harmed the company's value. 
As reported by Axis, the suit was filed on May 2nd by the New York City Employees Boards of Education and Teachers Retirement Systems, as well as pension funds for the city, fire department, and police, which all hold stock in Activision Blizzard. The plaintiffs are claiming that their right to inspect various Activision Blizzard records to determine if any wrongdoing was done through the acquisition process cited a number of concerns to back their demand. As per the suit, the same plaintiffs had originally requested to inspect the company's books in October of last year following the numerous reports of unsafe work environment for minority and women employees at the company, as well as CEO Bobby Kotick's apparent knowledge and dismissal of said environment. Activision complied with some other requests, but not all. While all this was going on, Activision announced its pendant acquisition by Microsoft, but there's only further concerns. Plaintiffs point out that the merger goes through, it will, quote, have the effect of extinguishing these highly valuable claims against Activision's board, end quote, as well as Kotick, who will then be, quote, able to escape liability and accountability entirely, end quote. They go on to say more, but uh, there's an update to the suit. Uh, Activision Blizzard issued a statement in response to the lawsuit saying, quote, we disagree with all the allegations made in this complaint and look forward to presenting our arguments to the court, end quote. So I didn't know that uh, the police environment in New York City had stock in Activision Blizzard. I mean, that kind of makes sense, but uh, this seems like this Microsoft acquisition uh, of Activision Blizzard, and I'm not saying their particular one, but the fact that they, once they announced this, this has set off a whole bunch of stuff with the FTC, all the mergers in general. Everybody's trying to get, you know, it, this this acquisition obviously shocked the world in the fact that they're saying they spent what was it six hundred and eighty billion dollars? No, it was sixty nine billion dollars or oh, what did I say sixty seven point eight billion or something yeah, like that? It was, yeah, I mean, it was close like to seventy billion. It's the the biggest video game acquisition ever. So I mean, but, but this seems like it's setting off a whole like domino effect of everybody's oh, yeah. going after everybody now. Not in that, but like it not as it set off like this trend, you know, which the I guess the trend was already set with Bethesda. But like it's also like they have been in nonstop lawsuits ever since this thing started. Which I guess they assumed that would happen. But like it was it's been one thing after another. So well, th- this one, and I, I just to go back to the quote, it said that uh, if this deal goes through, that Bobby Kotick will able to escape liability and accountability all entirely. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's true. Well, uh, uh, I think, and I don't know, like what you know, if like this merger takes place and then all the things that happened un- under his tenure are then like no longer valid. I'm not. Sh- I don't know if that's what they're getting at, but I do know this: like the big. Fuss that has been that he gets a like fifteen million dollar golden parachute, like essentially he gets like a million multi million dollar bonus if he just like takes the money and leaves. Like you know, it's like oh, you're no longer the boss, so you can no longer do bad things. But you didn't get fired or punished. You just get millions and millions of dollars on top of the already millions and millions of dollars that you make, and then you get to ride off to the sunset. You know, no harm, no foul is the way. People are talking about it. So I, right. I don't, and what, I don't know. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I don't think that's true. Is because just because he leaves the company doesn't mean that he can't be held li- uh, responsible for condoning these actions. Right. Like, but he, I don't know still- what kind of stance you have on it if he does, if he no longer works there. You know, like it's not like there's like a civil suit from one person against him. 
and, and and if there is a civil suit, like he's got so much money, he can kind of buy his way and finagle his way out of it, or use that money to tie things up in court for so long that it doesn't matter. You know, like he'll be. What, what wasn't there a story that one, an employee killed themselves because of the harassment that Bobby Kotick was covering up? It was a female employee that I think went on yeah. a trip with a supervisor, and yes, as 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 a result of things yeah. that happened there within. She ended up killing herself. Yeah, but, but I mean, but isn't again, he still held like, responsible he, for that? I mean, there's no civil suit currently that says that he's responsible for it. I mean, and, and again, it's like, like, okay, let's say he covered things up or delayed, you know, findings on things, what have you. Again, when he leaves, I don't know what you can or can't do to him. You know, it's like. It seems like people are very concerned that if he gets this money and 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 goes away, that all hope is lost. Now, I don't know if that's a legit concern or if that's just like uh, people are more focused on him getting the money. I think it's I think a lot of people just want to see the man punished, you know, for being a turd. Um, well, of a businessman. People wanted to see him punished for long years before all this. Was right, right, right. I just don't know that it's going to happen, honestly. I mean. All right, uh, you'll do kind of quiet. I have nothing to say with this whole Activision sexual harassment thing until it's all sorted out. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think right. if it, with any legal action, it, Activision's never going to take any action against Bobby Kotick, so I think it would have to be a, an employee who worked there. That to, and it would be hard. It might be hard to prove that he knew. So yeah, it seems like it, it's already been hard to prove. So it it, it might be that. Honestly, pers- I'm ready for this thing to be over with so we can stop talking. Like, we as the industry can just stop talking Thank about it. Like, you. I- I'm, I'm ready for the next thing. That's where I'm at. I'm kind of tired of talking about it. Until something's officially done in court, hey, this is what we've decided, boom. We'll talk about it then to put a bow on it for the most part. And, okay, we're done. Yeah, because yeah, I, I listen to a half dozen you know podcasts, and it's like every time you turn around, it's like, and it's just like uh, everybody says the same thing. I mean, it's like, Come on, there's nothing we can do about it. Like there's nothing, and we don't know enough about it. Like we we hear a thing, we everybody regurgitates the same answers, and it's like you know what, the dude sounds like he's a real turd. I'm ready for him to go away, but like <laughs> you know, I'm also ready for Microsoft to put out good games. But it doesn't seem like things like that ever happen. Ouch! <laughs> All right. Speaking of put, putting out good games, Activision uh, is apparently is not happy with the best selling game of 2021. That being uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. This is coming from IGN. is written by Casey David uh, Taylor. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard at Activision Blizzard just can't catch a break. Despite being the best-selling game in 2021, Activision is still unhappy with how the game has performed. And they have identified the culprit. World War II. The company recognizes the franchise is still one of the most successful entertainment franchises, at least. But the 2021 premium didn't meet their expectations. In their annual report to investors, Activision Blizzard wrote, quote, The game's World War II setting didn't resonate with some of our community, end quote. Back in November, uh, IGN reported that GameIndustry.biz, in collaboration with PAX and EGX, concluded people weren't playing Vanguard because they were too busy playing other games. In fact, World War II got even a mention of 24% of those polled said they also weren't interested in games set at, at that time. 
The company also said there was a lack of innovation in the 2021 mainline Call of Duty game, though what exactly that means is unclear. Uh, Dale, I'm going to go to you since you are the Call of Duty expert on this show. Uh, can they really blame a war on bad sales of a game? No, no. And I don't think it's that. Me, my opinion is... It's their, they've oversaturated their own market. You know, they've got Call of Duty Warzone out. Um, they've put out freaking Call, uh, Call of Duty every year, which, you know, the big conversation is always, can't, are they going to cannibalize their own sales? And I, I'm, I buy Call of Duty every year. Call of Duty are great six hour campaigns, you know, and, and a, a, the worst Call of Duty game is still a good game. So, you know, there's people out there that buy it just for the multiplayer. There's people buy it just for the campaign. There's people buy it because, like, that's one of the four games they buy every year. It's Call of Duty. Um, if you go on any of the marketplace for sales sites, you know, look at people selling their video games. You're going to see a Call of Duty, a Madden, and a FIFA in almost every stack. A 2K, uh, you know, um, uh, basketball game. So... I don't think it's that at all. I think it's that you got wars, man. You got, you got a free to play Call of Duty game that plays and shoots just as good as the rest of them. Like you are, you're hurting yourself. And then there's all this talk about, you know, Warzone Two coming out next year. So, I mean, me personally, like this is another case. This is another Square Enix conversation where it's like, come on, guys, like you didn't realize that you were going to do this to yourself, like. Like eventually, and like, let's just, I don't think this, this has anything to do with the, the average person, but like, you've got all this controversy coming around, you know, like every time you turn around Activision, Bobby Kotick, Activision, Bobby Kotick, like we just talked about it. Like we're sick and tired of hearing it, you know? And like, so surely that's got to have at least a 1% impact on the, the, the view of your franchise, you know? Like me personally, I don't care. I still bought it. I mean, I, I, I bought it when the week came out, and it's still in the wrapper. I haven't played it yet, but I bought it. You know, if Activision is going to make the argument that this, oh, this war wasn't particularly interesting enough for people to want to, you know, engage in this game, what about any previous war make would make it more interesting that people would want to buy? Like, wouldn't like I don't I just don't know what they think would be like any of the historic wars. I don't know where they think that which one. Oh, this one really draws people to it. Like oh, the Civil War that really no. Like I mean, World War Two is. I mean, there were more deaths in that war than any other war. Like it's one of the most historic wars there's ever been. And I, maybe their thought is oh, people have heard about World War Two too much. They've been taught about it in school. They don't care about it. I I just don't know how you can blame it on a war and say that oh, this other war would be more appealing for a video game. I just I don't well, buy that. Well, they also just did it. You know, Sledgehammer's World War II came out in just a few years prior and before that. And it, it, the thing is this, it's like, and again, I think it's more so Warzone than anything. You know, you have that free-to-play Battle Royale, so you've got a modern shooter. Now what you're trying to do is you're trying to tie on a World War II shooter with your current modern shooter, and I just don't think they blended very well. You know, if you open up a modern Call of Duty game from the past three entrants of, of their franchise, they the main menu is here's the current game, here's the last game, and here's Warzone. And you can access all of them from the main menu of the current disc you put in. Right? So it's frustrating because it's like what what game what game am I, am I am I supposed to hit go on? And one of them is free. 
So what's everybody going to do? Like my kids didn't ask for the new Call of Duty. They're like, hey, can we play Warzone? Yeah. Battle Royale is what's hot these days. It used to be just Slayer, Team Deathmatch, you know. Now it's like, well, Battle Royale, we're going to drop in. We're going to shoot each other. And we don't have to pay anything to do that. So, like, you're going to cannibalize some of your sales. But, again, still the best-selling game of the year. And it probably will be forever. So, it's, I don't see It's the best-selling game of the year. But, oh, it didn't meet our sales expectations. Yeah, Square Enix. <laughs> they got some Square Enix members on their boards. what it is. So, <laughs> is there a world that we can live in where they either take back Warzone and say, okay... You know, we, we don't want Warzone around anymore, or do they just go with Warzone and forget the individual releases? I mean, I assume that Microsoft, the way they, they look at it, okay, because- Warzone can be on all consoles, and Call of Duty proper can be, I shouldn't say that, but the other Call of Duty, the mainline Call of Duty release that we do every year, the one you have to pay right. for to, to play, that's going to be exclusive to, like, Xbox or something like that, exclusive to Game Pass or whatever. But can we, I, I, can they go back and get rid of one of these to move forward I, with only I, one of them? I thought about this uh, as Daryl was talking. It's like, what if they just release uh, the Call of Duty games on campaign and just leave the multiplayer to Warzone? But there's people, I mean, not that Yield will you know ever play a Call of Duty game, but th- there are people that want to do uh, multiplayer that don't want to play a Battle Royale game. Right, right. And they they need that multiplayer. They need the Call of Duties with the deathmatch and whatever the other. Uh, yeah, absolutely. King of the yeah. Hill. They 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 don't want to just limit their multiplayer aspect to just battle royale because there is going to be a major revolt for the people that still want to play deathmatch and King of the Hill and stuff like that. Not only that, but you have uh, like like Xbox has already said that like they're not making it exclusive right because because this sells i mean like you you didn't pay almost 70 billion dollars to then start chopping your your big franchise down to one two to none no releases and they definitely didn't buy it to make it exclusive you know like they got to make that money back like it, like they've been pouring money in the game pass and hemorrhaging money by all accounts they got to make it back so they're going to keep pumping out releases but the thing is we're getting ready to go a year without a call of duty release I think it's next year. Yeah, next year. There's no Call of Duty coming out. We're getting Warzone 2, which is going to be the current gen Warzone Battle Royale. But uh, we're going to get a year with a break. And and I guess we'll see then what happens. But uh, as it stands right now, like, in my opinion, I didn't, and I, I'll just kind of stop you know, rambling. But in my opinion, you can't have the free one and the paid one go out and expect not to lose something on the paid one. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I just before we go into our topic of the week and our questions, I was coming across. I was scrolling Facebook, which I probably shouldn't have been doing, but uh, there's an article here that made me check a little bit. But before I do that, I just want to know: Do you, when you guys buy new electronics like uh, at the PlayStation or the Xbox, do you guys keep the box that it came in? Yes. Alex, the only thing I would keep is a PlayStation. I have my PlayStation Four box and a PlayStation and the PlayStation Five box. So generally, it's only game consoles. It, uh, it, it, it is yield? to help move them, so they have their own individual box. What about you, Yield? What What, what am I keeping? Are you, are you keeping the boxes like your console comes in? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was scrolling Facebook, and there's an article from Hard Hard Drive, which I don't know if it's a legit site or not, but um, the the quote to the uh, the caption to the picture is. The PS3 console, as far as the box came in, was never intended to last more than three years before traded in or thrown out, uh, stated by the Sony CEO. 
We now have more PS3 boxes on the streets than ever before. In the coming months, we will begin rolling out our buyback program to ensure every PS3 box is destroyed. There's no reason to hold on to the past like that. The fans wow. need to move on. And so, the comments, the comments, nonstop, like never. What the hell are you doing? I'm not doing yeah. this. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna move my uh, my my camera for just a second, and you can kind of see. Uh, my stack of boxes. I don't know. I got so much crap over here. Well, I don't you know can't. You can't see it. I got and I got my background sound blurry. The thing is, this I've got four or five PlayStation console boxes right there, and I have all of my statue, all my special edition boxes. I and, keep uh, like, them all. Like keep, um, like Alex I said, I keep those in case I ever have to move them. They, they fit right back in their 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 place. Um. The, uh, the other thing with regular electronics, like controllers, headsets, hard drives, things like that, I will keep their case for, you know, about a month or so to just to make sure nothing happens. If it's broken, I can take it back in the case and I don't have to fight with the people and go, oh, you know, I keep the receipt in the box and just kind of put it in my garage until, you know, I can make sure that everything's good. I got you. I, I just thought that was funny because I'm one of those guys that keeps the box. I keep all the statue boxes, everything. And it always drove the, drove the goddess crazy. He's like, can we get rid of these boxes? I'm like, no. We might have to move one day, and I don't want my statues getting messed up. Yeah, if you ever um, if you ever sell like resell your stuff, too, as a game collector, it's worth so much money. If you have the More box. money with the box, you know. So all that's, right. that's kind of a thing, too. With that being said, let's move on. We have one listener question. Time to check my social media. Yeah. I love you, Joe. Oh, <laughs> uh, that the question just disappeared on me. Is uh, the question was fleeting? Um, what the hell? Why did it do that? Hold on. I can make one up for you. No, it was a good question. Oh, here it goes. All right, so Matt G says, in line with Tricky's Breath of the Wild isn't a Zelda game. Are there any other mainline games you don't think belong in the series? In Zelda or just in or general? Just in general. In like- just in general. Is there any game in a series that you feel like it should not belong in that series? Well, I mean, a lot of people can say Mario too. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, you have an answer? What was the Ratchet and Clank game? Um, there's a Ratchet and Clank game I'm trying to think of. The arena one. shooter one where it's like full, wave based. Well, full frontal assault. Full frontal assault's the one I'm thinking of. Where, how was that yield? I can't remember exactly how the game played out, but it wasn't your typical Ratchet game. No, um, it, it was kind of a. Were you like quite, not quite of, a tower defense, but. Yeah, you, it, it, it very tower defense inspired for sure. Yeah, what, what about a tower defense inspired where you use the guns and stuff like that to make sure that like the waves of enemies didn't get through this doorway or something like that. I mean, I played it. It was fun. It was fun for what it was, but it wasn't your typical ratchet and clank game. It was there what was about a, a, what there was ratchet another ratchet game that was like uh, all for one. Yeah, wave based it was like a like a you get in these little arenas i think ratchet had like this bronze armor yeah it was, it was um it was the one that came out after uh ratchet and clank up your arsenal the third game it was um yeah i've got a download on my ps3 i just can't think of the name of it all of a sudden i want to say ratchet and clank I'm, it it was the one where ace hardlight was the bad guy um i'm looking up the games right now hold on and clank it came out after what 
It was like the fourth game in the series. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Third or fourth, yeah. Deadlocked. Uh, yes, deadlocked. That's the one. That's the okay. one. Yeah, very, very much not like a typical Ratchet game. All right. Um, okay, so, Daryl, what's your answer going to be? So, the Resident Evil franchise, being my favorite franchise, often experiments and does wild and crazy stuff with, with games out of the typical genre. So, like, we're riddled with it over here. But, like, um, there's Operation Raccoon City, which was a third-person shooter made by the SOCOM team, R.I.P., and uh, you played as the bad guys in kind of like a what if scenario uh, where like what if the what if while the main two or number two, and number three, the games were going on, you had like this cleaner team come through and try to cover up all the evidence of the outbreak and the company's like like uh, financial ties and, and, and how they were kind of paying off the government, you know, and the local police department, stuff like that. So. That was a very interesting game, and, and gameplay-wise, it was very different than anything that's in the Resident Evil franchise. Um, you got a couple on-rail shooters. You've had some uh, arena shooters. You had a like a class, not even a class-based, but like a uh, uh, Umbrella Corps was a kind of a, I don't want to say a tactical shooter, but it was very much like everyone runs in this room and this one little area that's reminiscent of the main levels that you recognize in the main franchise. And you just have like this little, little shooter. Resident Evil's always trying and doing different things with their characters. Um, and so, you know, I don't think those things are a bad thing. I think as long as you continue to give the fans their, you know, their, their main proper, what they're asking for. Um, nothing is egregious as a breath of the wild though. So, I mean, like, and not just Ratchet & Clank, because uh, we talked about that, but, like, also the other kind of games that were lumped in with Ratchet & Clank during the PS2 days. You know, Jack, yeah, Jack X Combat Racing, which didn't really fit with all the other Jack games. And then you had, uh, the first Sly Cooper game is really good, Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonist, but also they completely changed the gameplay style and the way the game progressed in the second game, and it worked so well that now the first one kind of feels like an outlier. I'm not saying it should exist, and it's not a good game. It just feels very different than all the other games. And then, of course, you had PlayStation Move Heroes, which included Sly and Ratchet and Jack, and that game just feels like... From what I hear, it wasn't very good, but also that just game just feels like it shouldn't exist along the, the main series for those other games. Yeah, but that, that, you wouldn't consider Crash Team Racing a mainline game, though. I mean, Crash Team Racing, I would consider... Like, it's part of a franchise, though. I mean... Yeah, but it's not it's not a part of the main line of the story. That was just an... I mean, kind I, of. I would they, say that's I mean, a spin-off. I would say that it's it's part of the main line story. So you're saying that Crash Team Racing is not canon? I mean, Oxide, they still talk about Oxide to this day, so I would say that it's canon. Oh, then that's, that works for me, then. I think right, that so, the shoe fits. So I have two answers, and they're both from the same series, uh, Battle Gear. Um... I, I don't think Revengeance should have stayed, uh, been made, and also uh, Metal Gear Survive should not be there because Metal Gear Survive was a tower based or tower defense based game, doesn't go along with the story, and Metal Gear Rising was just bad. Yeah, did you play um, Survive? I've never touched it, and I will never touch it. Let's, dude, we should sit down and play it together one night because I bought the game. Like I, I bought it with this whole idea that I'm like I'm gonna prove to everybody this game's not as bad as it really as everybody says it is, but I never put it in. See, to me, Metal Gear Survive is a is a cash grab of them trying to keep Metal Gear alive after they left Kojima. Yeah, I think it is. 
I think Metal Gear Survive is the, um, we got to give the fans something to hate. So, like, after Kojima, there's nothing you can do that's going to please that ravenous, angry fan base. So, what you do is you put a game out and you just take a dive with it. It's like, what do we have? What's What are our people working on? It's like, oh, there's this this thing we've been doing with zo- Crystal Head Zombies and things like that. It's like, all right, good. Put Metal Gear on it. Let's let them go ahead and get it out of their system. They'll hate it. And then we'll actually come together and work on like a Metal Gear proper. Nah, I, I don't think we're ever going to see a Metal Gear 6. I think we will once Sony buys them. Maybe. Sony's well, been talking. There's been rumors of them buying that no. IP for a long time. The IP, maybe. Don't, buy, don't, don't be buying Konami. No, no, no. They're, uh, the rumor is they're going to. And this has been a rumor that's going on since the beginning of these mergers and acquisitions. But, uh, yeah, there's been a rumor they're going to pick up that IP. That and Castlevania. <laughs> Sony's like, look, you ain't doing nothing with Konami. Just just let us that's have right. Let us buy them from you. They said they had $10 billion left to spend. They got to spend it somewhere. That money expires. All right. Let's go into our topic of the week. Uh, let's just try to keep the arguing to a minimum on this because I know this is really going to be some hot takes and some uh, heated conversations. This is coming from Comic Book Gaming, uh, comicbook.com, which, just for the record, I think is a bullshit clickbait website. But Yep. And it's riddled with ads. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to read this entire article so you don't have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do not give them a click. Do not give them a click. I I, I think this is a clickbait website. Oh. All right. I know, Yield. I know and what you want to say. And you use them quite often in the show notes at times. I No, no, no. I very rarely use comicbook.com. They're not usually wrong. It's just their headlines are always clickbait. clickbait. Oh, yeah. And sometimes sometimes they're like like it's a nothing burger. It's like um for example, yield uh, support slaughtering of innocent animals and without mothers and fathers uh in this American ritual of bloodthirst and it's like yeah, he went out to a steak dinner, you know. Like yeah. they're just they're obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious. And then before you can actually read what the substance of their articles are, like it's like, ads. oh, you're like physically assaulted by all the the ads that won't allow you to to work and sift through their website. It, they're just and I'm a comic book guy. And sometimes you got to go to them because they're the ones with the scoop. But sometimes it's just straight trash. All right, so the article headline is PlayStation Plus subscribers slam Sony as, quote, anti-consumer, end quote, over the latest news. This is written by Tyler Fisher. PlayStation Plus uh, subscribers on PS4 and PS5 are slamming Sony following the latest PlayStation Plus news. Today, Sony announced they are blocking the stacking of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now codes for existing members ahead of the launch of the new PlayStation Plus in June, which will add two tiers to the subscription service, PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium. Once the pricing for the new PlayStation Plus was announced, PlayStation users began to stack up their PlayStation Plus and Now codes to get the most bang for their buck, but Sony has put an end to this loophole. If you already have codes stacked up, you're fine. Sony isn't retroactively removing those purchases. It can't. That said, if you didn't jump on the board of the loophole early, you've missed out because it's no longer possible. Sony says this is to ensure, quote, the transition is as smooth as possible, end quote. 
As we prepare to launch the new PlayStation Plus membership service, we are doing some work behind the scenes to make the transition as smooth as possible for all our existing members, said Sony of the chance. Quote, as part of this work, we've temporarily disabled stacking memberships for existing customers until after the launch. Rest assured that your voucher code is still valid and you will be able to redeem your code whether your existing membership expires and deactivates or after the new PlayStation Plus service launches in your area, which happens first. Whichever happens first. Optically, what makes the matter worse for Sony is the fact that Xbox, with Xbox Game Pass, has been letting Xbox users take advantage of various loopholes since the service inception. Of course, Sony could have just eaten the loss of this loophole in favor of some good PR, but to be fair, loopholes like this can quickly turn into losses of millions and millions of dollars. That said, while it's financially understandable, this hasn't been enough to make it palatable to many PlayStation fans. Uh, I just want to see if there's any more to the article before I start reading tweets. They all say the uh, same thing. Okay. So, to break this down, um, and I can't believe it, the, the thing is, the actual, oh, here it is. Okay. To break this down, this was reported by Warrior64 first on Twitter. Go check him out. He's awesome. Here is my problem with the new tiers. Actually, you know, let me go through this first. No, no, and, you, need, uh, you need to read this because what you told me last night, I do not read this in his tweet. All right, what, all right well, I was bringing up the uh, first one. Which tweet are you talking about? Uh, the one in the comments that people reference. Uh, the one in the comments. Okay, hold on. Let me go to the comments. Uh, I'm seeing a whole bunch of tweets. Oh, wait, I'm on Twitter. Hold on. Sorry. Wrong thing. Uh, comments, 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 comments. Okay, for some reason the comments are not popping up on my end. You'll tell me what the the, the comment is. Well, I don't know. It's just what Wario posted. Sony confirms that they've blocked PlayStation Plus stacking. Now codes for existing members prior to a new PlayStation Plus launch. The codes will be redeemable after the launch. Anyone not a current member of the service, the voucher is for can redeem a voucher. His words, not mine. Okay. And then there's uh, also some snippets of, I don't know what he snipped, but it goes on and on. But I do not, I have yet to see anything. Well, here it might be, your conversion chart. Well, that's, that's what I'm about to start talking about if you want. No, 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 you can go ahead and talk about it because I'm going to look at it. I'm gonna, I want to see if I can understand this. Okay, so what I'm about to say, uh, I'm going to try to say slowly. So, because there's a lot of information in here, and it's probably going to be a little bit confusing. Say it slow for all the dummies in the back. I didn't say all that. that, that <laughs> direct all you your comments. <laughs> Reference all your, your hate mail to Resident Daryl. All right. So, I'm just going to go over the 12-month vouchers. Okay. Just to... Uh, and it's, it's the exact same for PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. If you are a non-subscriber to either plus or now currently if you have a code that you bought from a store you are going to get 365 days of playstation plus essential it does not matter as we previously reported that if you were a playstation now subscriber you were going to be upgraded to premium for the length of your now subscription if you're a non-subscriber you're only getting playstation plus essential for 365 days if you are 
a PlayStation Plus subscriber now, you're going to, with your code, you're going to get an additional 365 days of Essential. If you are a, if you have a PlayStation Now subscription code and you are a current PlayStation Plus member and you're not a subscriber of Now, you're going to get 365 days of Essential. You're not going to be upgraded to Premium. Okay, I'm, I'm confused already. Okay. If you if you don't have, well, now I'm confused too. Yeah. Well, here's okay, the thing. Wait, wait, wait. There's too many of this and that and the other, and you're confusing me. Okay. Well, every, 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 hang on. Before you on, go wait, wait, any wait. farther, tricky, because what happens is you start reading something, and then you're flipping the. You did this the other day when I was listening to the. I was cutting grass, listening to the show, and I'm like screaming at my phone because I'm like, no, 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 no. no. This is the way it's supposed to work. This is, I'll tell you the way it worked with Xbox. I'll tell you the way it's going to work now. If you are a current PS Plus subscriber, which all four of us are, right, right, then you then you would move up just to the current PS Plus tier. Okay. Yeah. Nothing if changes. A, if you are a PS Now subscriber, you would move up to the top tier. Now, let's say. I'm a PS Now subscriber for three more months, but my Plus runs out in 10 months. I would be moved up to the top tier for the duration of whatever is the longer service. No. No. Yeah, you that, only get, that's how I took no, it. No. If, in in Daryl's case right now, where he said he's only now for three more months, but he's got Plus for 10 more months, he is going to be PlayStation Premium for three months and then after the three months, after his PlayStation Now subscription ends. Now, is that, is that what they're saying from this point since they've turned off the stacking? Because the original, the original way it was, it was put out there was if you had Now and Plus, even if they didn't quite overlap day and day, you would get moved over to whichever is the longest. Let, let That's go, why everyone started stacking. All right, let me go back to the article. It said, rest assured, your voucher is still valid, and you'll be able to redeem your code whether your existing membership expires or deactivates, or after the new PlayStation Plus service launches in your area, whichever happens first. Now, yeah. this is talking about the, the owning the current cards, though. Yes. Right. So, right now, Daryl, you are a PlayStation Plus member. You also have PlayStation Now. Mm -hmm. I have the same thing. Alex and Yield are both just PlayStation Plus. They do not have now. Right, right. Okay. So me and you on June 13th, we are going to be upgraded to PlayStation Plus Premium Correct. for the length of our now subscription. Okay. Which is which is the way it should have worked in the be to begin with. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have ever been any more complicated than that. Right. So now that's so when our now subscription ends, we are going to be downgraded down to essential. Which I won't because I'll immediately auto enroll for the top. But, top but, tier. but right. I'm just saying, just but, assuming. See, the way none of this was go. reported originally, what, and the reason why people start stacking, and there's t whole websites were created just to show you how to manipulate this, was because the way they, they, they announced it was uh, if I had now and I had plus, one goes out in January, one goes out in June, I get upgraded to the top tier all the way till June, and everybody was like, oh, well, then I can just buy Plus, stack it for two or three years, and when they flip me over, they're going to flip it for the one that's the farthest, and I'll just be in the premium service that's how for they, three years. That's how they explained it. And then right. now, from from my understanding, these new the 
what Sony's doing is they're saying, okay, you can't do that anymore. We turned off stacking. And I would imagine for the ones that already got in before this window, you would still be able to, to do that. If they were able to say, okay, well, wait a second. We saw you stack five of them. We're not going to count that, whatever. But see, the problem is this, is when Xbox launched Game Pass, they said, yeah, you get Game Pass for a dollar. You can convert it to Game Pass Ultimate for a dollar. And for as long as you're a um, uh, Xbox Live member, you're going to get Game Pass for that price. I had Xbox Live for two years, converted it over for a dollar. Right. You know, and like, and then so what people were doing is they were going on your G2As, your Kingwins, and your your little, you know, your online distributors of codes to where they can offer them a little bit discounted because they're not a brick and mortar. And that people were buying five and six years of Xbox Live for $44 instead of $60. And they were stacking their Game Pass out to infinity. And Xbox didn't put a stop on it because it was like, oh, look at this. We don't we we had twenty million Xbox Live users. Now we've got forty million Game Pass subscriptions sold. You know, and the and the thing was it was like everyone upgraded for a dollar. Everyone got in for, for the first trial for a dollar. And if you just stacked your Xbox Live, you held it. Like one of like Kalai, you guys all know Kalai from Game Stuff. She's on. She's one of our co-hosts, and she's one of the biggest Xbox cheerleaders out there. And she's like Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and she won't buy certain games because of Game Pass. But that fool paid a dollar and stacked it up for five years and doesn't even use the service <laughs> because they didn't turn the loopholes off, you know. And so now. Like, sure, could Sony have used a little bit of good PR for letting people screw them and take them, take some money from them? I don't know. Maybe. No, normal people don't do that. Normal companies don't do that. Their competitor did it so they could say, hey, we're losing on all fronts in this, uh, co- quote, console war. But yet here we are with this subscription war. We let people bend us over and we're like, oh, look at that. 40 million like subscribers look at your ps now you got three million subscribers you know like all right it's just there's number there's numbers are never ever right that's not accurate i mean like if you and like i don't know tricky if you listen to sacred symbols right so so colin goes on there he did his one dollar subscription and then they canceled it and they gave him his money back so it's like it they're so far the opposite direction when it comes to being consumer friendly so that they can say this is working but it's all not right. working. All right. Before we continue with the comments, let me get through this little uh, infographic here. Alright, so uh, if you are an essential member and you have a year code for either Plus or Now uh, you're going to get 365 days of PlayStation Plus Essential. You can use that code to upgrade to extra, and you're going to only going to get 219 days. Well, how can you use it to upgrade? That's not clear. Well, see, then, if this is, in that case, this is all a mute point, because if we cannot connect the dots, we're assuming. Well, no, we're not assuming, because... Well, yeah, this- yeah, well, yeah, we're assuming, because how can you upgrade? How can I use my PlayStation Plus essential code? That Just I, because that, that I bought. you don't understand how to do it doesn't mean that you can't do it. If they said you can do it, sure, there's a way. Well, you just probably have to well, go around okay, your butthole hold, to get to your elbow me, to figure it out. All right, let me, let well, me take but, a step but back here. But Tricky's trying to make this big old argument of how the internet hold, hold is saying hold, Sony is screwing the customers. 
But okay, yet, hold on. I, but but you sitting there saying that you upgraded and you lose two hundred, you only get two hundred nineteen days out of three sixty five. Well, how do I upgrade? Where? Well, okay, I, explain I, I think, that I, to me so I can understand the conversion to go. Yes, they're screwing me or no. I, I'm try. I'm trying to do that now, yield. Okay. Because I let me break the. Let me start back. Okay. Okay. We're forget about PlayStation Plus vouchers. Let's just only talk about now vouchers. There you go. Now, now vouchers are are the main point of contention with this because that's what upgrades you to extra and premium. Okay. If you do not have PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now currently yield, you have a PlayStation Now code for 12 months. You are going to get PlayStation Plus Premium for 183 days. When I put in my Now code? Right. So be, if you... Be, 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 because the system's locked out. No. I, well, this is after they launched a new service on June 13th. Oh, so, so you're saying the old cards out there... The old cards won't carry the same weight as the new cards. Right. The old cards were canceled and supposedly removed 12 months ago. This is this is like old, old news. They talked about that a long time ago. Okay, so if you if you do not have any any service plus or now right now and you have a PlayStation now 12 month code, you're going to get 183 days of PlayStation plus premium. Okay, and and for that code, you paid sixty bucks at most. This, okay, if you got that code, you did not get it from a licensed retailer. Like that's that's the missing point here. That's what like the internet's all got their panties into us. But like, go go to a store right now and, and find that code because they pulled them last year. Well, they. I, but uh, okay, let let me get through this and then we'll we'll go back and forth because uh, if you're I, getting them, you're getting them from a from a third party that got their hands on them and didn't do what they were supposed to do. Sounds like okay. Daryl's on the side Our of side. me and yield. I'll, okay. Hold, yeah. hold on. Let me get through this so I can go back and forth with you guys on this. All right. Well then get through it. Oh, I'm trying, but you guys keep cutting me you off. You got an uphill battle there, Sisyphus. Well, yeah. Now, <laughs> if you're you have uphill and we're shooting you. Okay. So now yield, I have you the are high a PlayStation. You are a PlayStation now subscriber currently. Okay. You have the, you have the, the your code. You're going to be converted to 365 days of PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the bottom tier. I'm I'm it, I'm still confused. Okay, that code, if you when you put it in, gives you PlayStation Plus Extra. If you were a Plus subscriber and you use the code now, you're only going to get 219 days of extra, but you're going to get 183 days of premium. So. What they're basically doing to break this all down to make sense, okay, is PlayStation Plus Premium for the year price. If you bought a year subscription of PlayStation, uh, if you bought a year at $60 at the store and you have that code in your hand, where PlayStation Plus Premium for the year is $120, you've only paid $60 for that code, you're only getting... Sixty dollars worth of value. You're okay. not getting what you bought, what you paid for with the year. They're only giving you the monetary value of the card. Okay, you're saying PlayStation Plus. If you bought a PlayStation Plus card, it is only for PlayStation Plus right now. Cor- correct. Correct. So, so that you're if you bought a PlayStation Plus card, that is null and void because right now, what the, what we're talking about stacking. They are two separate entities. So you would have to have a PlayStation Now card, not a PlayStation Correct. Plus card. 
Correct. So what, but they, you're, you're, they you're, you're a little misleading. No, because... It, yes. See, because if y'all had a PlayStation Plus card and went to enter it and can't right now, when it unlocks, I am entering a PlayStation Plus card, not a PlayStation Now card. Correct, but your PlayStation, your year PlayStation Plus card that you have in your hand right now. Yes, it you're getting the full value of PlayStation Plus with that money. You're yes. gonna get 365 days of plus when you put that code in after June 13th because you're gonna stay exactly what you have right now and you're gonna pay exactly what you've been paying for the past couple years. Yes, the confusion comes in. With the people that have Plus and Now. Because initially they said, if you have Plus and you have Now, you're going to be upgraded to the Premium for the length of your... your whichever short, one expires whichever, last. Whichever one no, expires whichever last. expires first. Whichever right. expires first. So Originally if you're now, it was reported last. Whichever one expired last was, right, the, and, was and, the original and, reporting. And they, and they, they corrected that. Okay. Well, now, so, also, and to take into consideration... Everyone tried to exploit it. So what they did was they just split the difference. It's like, okay, now you're just getting the dollar amount. Right, which I don't agree with. Because, and when I was saying going back and forth with you, Daryl, is you're saying the cards got pulled. Yes, Sony came out and said, we're pulling all the, the Plus cards. We're pulling all the Now cards out of the store. But they but pulled the, the Now cards a long time no, ago. They, that, pulled, they, pulled the they pulled the Now cards. cards. They didn't pull the Plus cards. Now, right. Yes, they did. I, I, I've seen the newer Plus cards out and about at Christmas, but I could still buy the old Plus cards. Okay, but the the point I'm making is, if you walk into a Walmart, a Best Buy, uh, whatever, and you buy those cards, those are, as zero reference, from licensed retailers. But there are mom and pop stores out there that have these cards on their shelves that have no knowledge of the way the PlayStation system works. No knowledge that they got pulled or whatever the case may be because they bought it and said, okay, this is something else we can sell in our store. Sounds like they should you be walk in into, You walk into that mom and pop store and you buy that card. And on the card, it says one year, 12 months, whatever it says, for $60. And you go home and you try to redeem that card, and they turn around and said they're only giving you six months. That to me, I, I, how, how is I, that Sony's I, fault? How well, is that not the mom I, and pop shop? But I need well, to, as, as, I need to see the fine print because I'm sure there's a fine print somewhere in there saying that it can change at any time due to oh, true I'm sure that. There is. Yeah, and it's also that's such an obscure possibility. Like you would have to go out of your way to make that to to find yourself in that sort of circumstance. I think. I think the internet is up in a roar because they locked the stacking. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The, the competitor didn't, and then now, and, and Sony did. And it's like, now people, it's not, it doesn't matter what Sony is allowing, it's what they're not allowing. That's what everybody's mad about. Tricky. Who- they're mad about the fact that they that they can't sit there and stack it to the moon and back like everybody did with Xbox, yeah. and then sit back on their Xbox high horse and, and go, look at all the free things I get from the $1 that I converted this over with. And Daryl, here's how I look at it. So when they announced this, they announced this, what, the end of last year? No, it was only like two months ago. Yeah, okay. they just announced okay, so, this a few months so, ago. Okay, so the, so a few months ago, they announced that, hey, well, no, when they were going to, well, okay, yeah, a couple months yeah, ago. They, they the, rumblings were, so, the rumblings were coming up the a, a year ago because cause so, they were starting to make changes. So me, not being a subscriber of now, I was sitting there thinking when I heard these rumblings, they're going, you know what? 
you should stack like a mother right now. Yep. Because and most people because, do because at some point there's going to be a conversion, and you're yep. gonna you're gonna get bumped up for next to nothing because it's going to be too messy to figure it out. So if you're going to stack, yep. stack now. That's what was going through my head. They come out, what start of the month and the last month at some point and go, hey, we're locking it. You can't stack. Now the internet yep. is up in a tizzy. And all I can do is sit back and go, you know, I saw it coming. I'm not a now person. And I could, I could, I figured at some point they're going to lock it down so we can get this all straightened up and people yep. still aren't trying to stack at the last minute and causing issues. I, is it kind of yeah. shitty that Sony didn't come out and go, Hey, we're going to lock it down at this time. Yeah. It's pretty shitty. But at the same point, I don't feel bad for you if you did not see this as a possibility. Well, you got to look at it like this, though, and I'm not trying to make a, excuses for a business, but it's like they they are having to pay licensing fees for everything on this, this coming service. So, like, you're going to lose money if you allow people to stack to the moon and you're not getting the value that your bean counters put together and said, you got to get this amount a month to cover these games that you're going to offer on this service. And, you know, between the two different top tiers, you're getting upwards of 700 games. That's not free. You know, no, 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 no game on any subscription service, no movie on any subscription service, no music is free. Like, and this stuff's all kind of dialed down to what's, what do we have to get a month to, to, you know, be not even be in the green, you know what I'm saying? Like we might still stay in the black, but we can operate here. And it's just one of those things to where like, I, I was reading up on some of the stuff. It's like, man, people are being ridiculous. I swear to you, we live in an age where people are like, if they're not victimized, they'll victimize themselves. It's like, we got to have something to be in arms about. And it's like, you had your window. They could have locked it down from day one. They're yes. not dumb. They're, Sony's not, they didn't accidentally go, oh, dang, you know what we didn't consider? We didn't consider the way people are going to stack this. You know, the way they stack our other service or the way our competitors stack their uh, you know, the service and got their pad their numbers. So it's like they let you stack for what two months solid, and when, then it's like, yeah, they, okay, now now you can't stack anymore. So you had your I, chance. I don't feel bad for anybody who's complained about that one. So the conversion rate, you're still going to get your money. It may not be Absolutely. what it was originally announced, and because you couldn't take advantage of it perfectly, but you're still going to get your money back in the form of some kind of access to the PlayStation Network. But I don't right. feel bad for anybody who sat here and tried to take advantage of the service is now complaining for the fact that they couldn't stack cards for 20 years. And I spent this money and now I'm only going to get this. I'm not going to get the full year premium. I don't care because, it, look, we. I'm someone who I support somebody with my money. And Tricky even got up on his soapbox on one episode recently and said, you should spend full money for games because that's supporting the develop, developers and that's supporting Sony. And I, I've been beat up about that once or twice. And I don't have any sympathy for people who are just trying to it's, go over, not uh, over and about to take advantage of the conversion. I'm sorry. It's like this it's is not all. The sa- it's not Alex. I'm sorry. It's not the same comparison. Me, me arguing saying. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, not- hold on. So trying to get a better deal on premium, so you have to pay less, is not the same thing as waiting for a game to go from seventy to twenty dollars and giving less of the money to the develop to the company. That's not the no, same thing. It, it's not the same thing because yield waiting until Horizon hits the bargain bin. So he doesn't have to pay $60 for the game. 
and so he only has to pay twenty. Is not the same thing as me going out and spending my sixty dollars and getting less than what I paid for. No, you're tricky. They're it, going it, to anyone who has a sixty dollar now code is going to get exactly what they paid for. They're going to get premium for half a year, not. which is worth sixty dollars. And the you're not now- get, you're not getting what I paid for. If I go to the store and I pay five hundred dollars for a PlayStation Five. I don't get half the console. I get the full console. I get what I paid for. If I go and pay $60 for a year of PlayStation Plus, I get a year of PlayStation Plus. You cannot tell me after I paid my $60 for my year, oh, well, no, you're not going to get a year. You're only going to get six months. Okay. That is you're a- you're actually uh, You actually proved yourself wrong because your your comparison here was that like I paid for a PlayStation 5. I, I didn't get half of it. I got the whole thing. You're not paying for PlayStation Now anymore, and that's what these cards say. These cards are branded specifically for PlayStation Now. This is not PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now is gone. So, like, yeah, they're, they're the fact that they're even honoring a card that should have been removed a year ago, they could say no. Yeah. They could say, no, this is not the same thing. PlayStation Now is gone. These cards, this these is PlayStation cards are, Plus. These, these cards premium. are no longer valid. Yeah. The, the fact that they're, again, even giving you your dollar amount worth, and because it's completely different, you there is not a soul on the internet right now who has a PlayStation Premium card because they don't exist. They have PlayStation Now cards, which is going away. June thirteenth, when they flip that switch, you will no longer see PlayStation Now branding. It's all going to be premium. I agree with so, that. So, but <coughs> go ahead, Alex. I'm going to let you go, and then I'm, so okay. I'm so gonna... the way you said it is, if you're not a PlayStation Plus member and you're not a PlayStation Now member, if you have a PlayStation Now card. When the service launches, you will have premium for 180 something days, half a year, correct? Correct. You paid $60, or if you went to some a web, because where you buy it from matters, you bought it from a website, likely discounted for not for full price, but at the most you would pay $60 for that card, correct? Correct. Half correct. a year of premium. How much is that worth? Hundred Half 120 is what? It's a, it's a, $60. So you are getting your $60 back in access to the PlayStation Network. And again, with, with a card that's no longer in existence this, for a year. Yes. And your example of a mom and pop shop are these are these people in small town Maine? Are they eighty years old? Like that is the responsibility of the shop owners. And you also gave me an example when we talked on the phone on Friday about what about Liddy, little Timmy's mom who doesn't know? Don't go into a shop and buy something uninformed. That is little Timmy's mom's fault. She yes. ought to know and do the research about what she's buying. We've talked for years about all these parents who buy their kids Grand Theft Auto and they go back and yell at the poor GameStop employee. Why'd you sell me this? Well, why did you buy it? You can do this research. You can see that there says an, uh, a rating mature on the front of the box. That's the parent's fault. Be informed before. You wouldn't go half-cocked to buy a car, would you? You wouldn't, like, if you had allergies, you wouldn't go into a grocery store and not read the label before you put something in your cart. So if, if it's the responsibility of the shop if sony says remove all these cards and the shop doesn't do it then that doesn't sound like sony needs to be doing business with that shop anymore but also well, the- not only that but like that stuff's all handled through third and fourth parties too like like mr sony's not walking into mr t's mom and pop shop and putting cards on there all that stuff is licensed out to like some you know random person that stock shelves with like newspapers magazines blah 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 and they buy these cards in bulk along with all your prepaid phone cards and all that other stuff, your Xbox cards, yada, yada, yada. And they just stack them in there. And if, you know, Alex's um, card stocking business goes out, sure, mom and pop at the marathon down the road that doesn't actually step foot in their business, they just hire a bunch of $8 an hour people to run it. 
Like I can see a world where this stuff happens. And I, I say that because I've capitalized on some of those things before in the past. Um, but like for the most, cause there was a while there where like Xbox converted from points to dollars. Right. And so you would buy the Xbox live cards or their little, their cards. And it was like $10 is 800 points. Okay. And then the, all these cards were discounted out because they were switching over to like a monetary s- t- setup. So what we did is we rode around town to all the gas stations and tried to buy up all the discounted um, cards because they would convert over for more than you actually spent. I mean, it was like you could find two of those cards at the time. But I mean, again, like I said, that's such an obscure possibility that like if you did spend $60 on a card that no longer has the same branding for a service that's technically different and you didn't get your full $120 worth or 365 days worth that you thought you were getting, I could see you being a little upset, you know, but but realistically, like that's just not, it might happen to one human being. Okay. So Tricky might be able to find a place in like Chinatown or something. You know, the downtown right. Manhattan. The, the point is that most of the people yeah. are upset are not people who bought it mistakenly. They are, no. you know, they are people who They're tried to take advantage of the system. Yeah. And Sony has figured a way to give them the value, the money value that they yeah. paid in access to the PlayStation Network for the money they paid for that card. And I, and I, and I understand that 100%. But, uh, Daryl, I'm just going to, because I already brought this uh, same scenario up to both Alex and Yield on private phone calls. But... I'm good with PlayStation Plus until 2037. Okay. I, five years ago, I bought 20 years worth because I said, you know what? If they ever raise the price, I'm saying the $60. Well, I mean, I didn't pay $60 a card. I mean, just uh, be clear. I got right, discounted right, card. Right. Yeah, you probably got it was a Black Friday. It, yeah, it was a yeah. Black Friday deal, and I just stacked 20 years worth. Yeah, yeah. But my – so now I'm good until 2037. Now, in this hypothetical situation, let's say I only use 10 of those cards. So I'm only good until 2027. And now I have those other 10 cards because I held on to them for whatever reason that I wanted to give them away on a landmark show and say, you know what, I'm going to give right. somebody a free okay. year plus, whatever yeah. the case may be. Now I have those 10 cards in my pocket. Yeah. I go to redeem those after June 13th. Yeah. Five years ago, we didn't know about this new PlayStation Plus tiers. We didn't, right. I had yeah. no idea stacking this. Yeah. But now, because of their changed policies, I'm only going to get five years worth, not 10 years worth. No, you still get That's 10 years a- worth because you have a PlayStation Plus card. Not I know I, what you. I, I see what you're saying, but like you know, and yeah. So by by hanging on to them for those five years, hypothetically, your value for what you purchased it for it did go down, and you would be so far into that one percent minority that, like me, Mister Sony, like oh, it sucks to be you. You should have bought the card and redeemed it the way that's the way we intended these cards to be used. And most guys, you know, who are going to buy twenty years worth. Aren't even going to buy the cards. You're going to be the uh, auto renewal annual guy, anyways. So again, well, no, no, I have to disagree with you. If I if I'm buying twenty years worth of cards, I'm not auto renewing because I don't want to auto renew at sixty dollars. I want to spend my thirty dollars. What I'm saying is, guys who want to be on the service for twenty years, you guys are the whales, myself included, that are just going to like buy it up, and it's just going to be there. You know, like, again, you have to. And that's what I'm saying about these people on the Internet who like this constant need to be. I'm getting screwed. I need to be victimized. Like, I'm technically not a victim yet. Like, so I need to find a way to be victimized. And that's what this is. People are on Twitter saying, look at me and how victimized I'm being by Sony. They're taking advantage of me. 
by not letting me screw them. Okay, so here is my solution to the problem. And I literally just thought about this while we were recording the show. All right. I, I think the, the, the three of you guys will all agree that the codes that are on the cards that are in the stores that got pulled, Sony has those in the back end somewhere, correct? Or they're likely destroyed. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. What he's saying is there's a computer that generates those codes to be printed. So they, they're going to know when that card was on the market, correct? In theory. In I've theory. never done it, so okay. I don't you would, know. So, you would hope so. All right, right. So here's my potential solution, and you guys can probably can tell me I'm crazy anyway. If I had 10 years worth of PlayStation Plus or Now cards, whatever, whatever scenario you want, when I go to redeem those after June 13th, shouldn't Sony system be able to to show that I had that code prior and that I didn't stack, that I had this code prior? If you bought them from Sony proper, there would be a digital uh, trail. But like, if you've ever had issues with any of these cards, if you've ever scratched off a card and the code didn't work off, work correctly or the code peeled off, there is no way for Sony to say, oh, uh, Tricky Mick, you bought that from the 7-Eleven uh, on the on corner of East Manhattan. Like, we there there's no way for them to track it to that point. It changes hands so many times. And I say that because I bought a Fortnite card for my goddaughter for her birthday, not this past year, but the year before. And it was a $25 card or whatever the equivalency is in Epic money. And they went to redeem it when they did the, like the, the code had like scratched off. So they didn't, they couldn't see a couple of the, of the, the numbers and letters. So then you have to call the people. You have to, there's like all that, the, that text and all those numbers on the back. You got to call them. You got to provide receipts. They got to figure out if this code is even still valid, you know. Um, and none of that is handled through Epic. You know, it's a third party that keeps up with that stuff. And, and if you call the place you bought it from, there's no way. It just, it's just not that simple. It'd be different if Sony was actually mass printing these cards in house and then shipping them out and they could scan, say, Oh, this batch of a thousand codes went to this 7 Eleven and they're only allowed to be sold at this 7 Eleven. If you see any change in digital ownership, we flag it as invalid. See, you, you, just can't, buy, you just can't keep up with it that way. See, when I buy cards, like for, for listeners and, you know, Christmas gifts or whatever, when I buy them, I buy them from Amazon and they send me a code. I, yes. I make the purchase, and then anywhere from five to ten minutes later, I receive an email with the code, or it's in my Sony or my Amazon, uh, you know. Yeah, your hit, your purchase. Yeah. My so my solution, you know, maybe I'm crazy, is if they can somehow know that this code was purchased in 2021, I should still get what I purchased. But if well, if they turn around and say, okay, this code was purchased after we made the announcement. Maybe then you turn around and say, okay, we're going to give you half the value. No, here's an easier Again, solution. Here's an easier solution. Yeah. You paid 60 bucks for that card. What is 60 bucks? PlayStation Plus Essential. That now card becomes Essential. A year of Essential. There you go. Well, that, that's what they're the, doing. The real, the real thing you should be thinking about isn't the value of your card depreciating on what they cash it in for based on what you paid for, but the real value of your dollar due to the crazy amounts of inflation that we have your dollar is worth less now than it was when we first started this conversation so who are you mad at 
Yeah, the, the, the whole people, the whole I'm holding on to these cards for five years makes no sense because one, if you're even if you're doing it for a landmark episode on on a podcast, two years is what a hundred episodes or around there. So if you're not gonna if you're gonna hold on for five years, you're not giving those cards out to anybody. Also, like gift cards, companies go out of business. Are you gonna hold on to a gift card for you know so however so like so like however long, and all of a sudden the company goes out of business and you can't use them? why would you hold on to the card that long? So, I mean, these cards, you're meant to put them in in a timely fashion. You're not meant to hold on to them. So if you hold on to them and that value depreciates, that's your own damn fault. You do it so you can go on Twitter and complain about how victimized you are. But see, that's the same argument like Daryl was making about how he has a Resident Evil game that he still hasn't, it's still in the packaging. That Resident Evil Resident Evil game is still the same Resident Evil game. Yeah, you can still play it. Not if they turn off the servers. You're right, which is why you don't play well, online only which, games. Which is why you should have played it sooner. I don't. That's feel right. Bad. I don't feel bad. You bought it day one. You didn't play it right away. You waited two years to play it. The servers are shut off. Well, well, snooze, you lose. I, yep. I, it, it, I go tricky. I know. Is I, I know back, this. You can't go back screaming to the dev. Oh, I just opened my pack. I just I bought, bought your game. I bought Listen, your I, game. <laughs> I understand this is a three versus one argument. Oh, it wasn't I supposed just, to be. I didn't realize I, that we simply, were not on I'm the same just, team here. I thought I, that I was walking into was, a situation it, it where everyone around me, I thought, I thought everyone around me was going to talk about how they were getting screwed, and <laughs> all along it was you. <laughs> I didn't know that that was the way this was playing. Not, I didn't actually I, know anything leading up to it. I just, the, I, I all my only argument is that if you walk into a store at the at the base level, this is my argument. If you walk into a store yeah. and you buy a product, and the advertisement for the product, the price listed, if the, if if that PlayStation Five is mistakenly listed for three hundred fifty dollars at Walmart. Walmart has to sell it to you for three hundred fifty dollars because yes. that's their mistake. That's Correct. that's their Wal- policy. Then Walmart on t- takes that loss because that's their mistake. Correct. But that's see, their it, policy. But, but, but There's see, no law. Wait, that wait, wait. wait. Let, me fin- loophole, let me finish, please. Let, let me finish, please. Argument is all of those systems were pulled off the shelf a year ago. So, but they weren't pulled off the the thing, and here's and let me. Let, this is why I say let me finish. Internet, it's buyer beware. Hold hold on, let me finish my <laughs> argument here. If I walk into that same Walmart, and they sold me a card for PlayStation Now for twelve months because they didn't pull back off what's to pull them off the shelves like Sony asked, and Walmart sells me that code, Sony now is turning around and only giving me. Six months of PlayStation Plus Premium, even though I paid for a year. No, no, you didn't pay for and a year of PlayStation Plus Premium. You paid for a year of now, which does not yeah, exist now. anymore. Hold, yeah, hold right. on, let me finish. But you're please. making a bullshit argument, and you don't. No, I'm it. not. You're you're not letting me finish because it's a bullshit okay. argument, and you're not making any sense. You don't know it's a bullshit argument unless you let me fucking finish. You paid sixty dollars for that now. God, you're you guys are getting me angry. With the value for you're having get, your premium. Oh my you're not god, buying, people are buying now cards to take advantage of the system. But now doesn't exist. It's That's premium right. is the new thing, and there's no premium cards out there. So you're buying a card for something that doesn't exist anymore. But you, please let me fucking finish. Okay, go ahead. We'll try. If I, jeez, oh, I'm, I'm flustered right now. And Daryl's laughing his ass off. PlayStation Five still exists. No, no. How doesn't if exist? If I go, if if Johnny's mom, uninformed Johnny's mom, walks in to Walmart, and some Walmart jackass says, "Hey, 
buy this card for your son. They're going to get a year. They're going to be able to play old retro games. They're going to be able to play PS2, PS4 games, blah, 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 blah. And Johnny's mom buys that card. Not knowing that there's a new PlayStation, new PlayStation Plus system launching, blah, 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 blah. She goes and buys that card, goes home, and little Johnny tries to redeem that code. says, oh, can't redeem it until June 13th. And then when he, re- re- he redeems it on June 13th, they say, oh, nope, you only get in six months. Johnny's mom can't take that card back to Walmart because every company in existence, once you buy a card and you scratch it, you, it's non-returnable. So now they're not getting their money's worth. They I bought a product with the knowledge of this is what they were getting, and now, as it turns out, they're getting screwed. Okay. Now, Al, wait, wait, wait. Okay, Let okay, me finish. Sorry, I thought you were no, 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 no. Hold on. Because you're not oh, getting wait, screwed. Wait, no, no, no. You pay $60. I'm, I'm doing this because Alex's argument. I'm going to yell it's over 60 Alex. 60 for 60. Al- you're not getting screwed, Tricky. Let me finish. Go ahead. I'm letting you. Alex's argument. Because the math matches you're failing to recognize that because you want to make some bullshit argument. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Just get off this fucking hill. You're not listening to what I'm saying. We are all listening to you and we're shaking Johnny's mom blabbering. Johnny's mom (laughs) is in Alex's argument. Johnny's mom in Alex's argument should have been informed. That is absolutely a thousand percent correct. No, I thought it was Sony's job to police all the mom and pop shops and all the WalMarts and all of the Johnny's mom or Johnny's dad. I in didn't the world. say that. If they walk into the store and they make some, some stupid purchase, oh, it's Sony's fault. I never I said that. I think Sony should Don't... pay for their grocery bill for the remainder of the I think, of the year I think Sony for, for wipe... screwing them. So, so Sony hard. should be wiping their asses because apparently Johnny's parents can't do shit for themselves. Sony has to oh, police their oh, life all throughout it. For the record, I wasn't done. Okay. 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 I'm sick now, of it. Hold on, because we're we're gonna be wrapping this up shortly anyway. I hope so. The, the point I'm making is that if you go into a store and you buy a product, whether yes. you're informed or uninformed, you are supposed to get what you paid for. The the debate and switch of afterwards because some other third party is changing the terms of your purchase is not right. That is the fact. If I walk into a store, whether I buy a washing machine, I buy a, a table, or whatever the case may be, if I walk in and I don't get exactly what I purchased and because some third party later changed the terms of my sale, that is not right. That is the core of the argument. Okay. If I paid for a year, I'm supposed to get a year. If I paid for six months, I'm supposed to get six months. Now, wait. Now, if you pay for a year of Xbox Live and try to redeem it on the play on the Xbox on the PlayStation, is that the same thing? Not the same thing because you're not buying. What, the PlayStation what about product. the Nintendo Switch card? That's you're you're trying. What about? Hang on, hang on. What no, about? No, your argument is ridiculous. Visa? What if it's just a sixty dollars Visa card? Are you supposed to get? Sixty dollars worth of premium? No, you're supposed to get sixty dollars. So no, I think oh, what Daryl. Okay, so so what you're saying yeah. is yeah. if it is if the if the branding for the program is different, then you get the monetary value. You, if you buy a sixty dollar gift card, you yes. pour, you've you've paid sixty dollars. Right. If I pay, if I buy, if I buy, no, no, he said it. No, no, listen. Yeah, if I, that's what you're doing. No, I'm not buying a sixty dollars gift card. I'm buying a service for a year. Longer exists. No, that's bullshit. Gift card towards premium. Oh my god! I think I think what should happen is everybody give him a hand. Oh my god! I can't. card. They should put in the code and it should direct them to now. 
which is a dead expired web page. It says, sorry, That's you right. bought a card for a service that doesn't exist. If I but buy a $60 exactly gift card. A year access to this dead page. No, if if I or bought a gift $60 card, gift card, I paid $60, I get $60. Yes, if I'm buying half a, a year service. premium for $60, you paid $60 for so, $60 tricky. worth of value. Tricky. So you use the example that Johnny's mom walked into Walmart and the uh, associate sold her a, a, a year of now card for $60. Okay. Right. You are 100% correct in your argument that you bought a year, 12 months for 60 bucks. You should get 12 months for 60 bucks. Correct. You are absolutely 100% correct. The problem with this argument, and this is where we totally go off the rails and we do not see eye to eye at the three of us to you. Okay. Now doesn't exist. Okay, stop all, right there. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. All, pause, all pause, those pause. cards were pulled a year ago. So if that okay. Walmart pa- dude pa- sold her a card, that's on Walmart. They should have pulled I, the card. Sony I agree with you. have to honor that now card one iota. But instead, okay. they are going to give you the monetary value of that at $60, which is six months. So, okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, I gotta pause. In I gotta. I, terms, yes. Oh, you are getting screwed, but now doesn't exist. It is now combined with plus, which is a whole plethora of other stuff combined together. So, take what you can get and move on. There are other okay. things in life to be more pissed off about than the fact that you didn't take the opportunity to stack when you had the opportunity. That's okay. right. That's oh, right. Hold on. So let 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 me let me flip the script on you because you what you just said, I agree with it on the most part. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Except for the part where I'm wrong. No, no. But no, because <laughs> because Yield's argument is that if I go to the store and I buy a PlayStation Now card, PlayStation Now no longer exists. Right. We're in agreement. Yield? Then you should get a refund. Is essentially the only option okay. that is you- even. Fathomable at this point. But the problem is with with the codes, and I'm I'm pointing the screens over here because I got you on different screens over here. Yeah. the 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 argument is is that with the codes, you cannot get refunded because the every store that I know of has a policy that once you scratch the card, right, you cannot return it. And you're correct because people abuse the system. So yield to to your argument, and I'm going to go little old school here. I'm going to show my age. Okay. Blockbuster, before they went out of business, were offering Netflix style streaming. Yeah. If I if I went to the store right around the time Blockbuster was going out of business, and I bought a year, right, and then I get home and all of a sudden, oh shit, Blockbuster's out of business. I can't redeem that, but I can't get my money back as well. Correct. That I yeah. don't I don't remember how that went down. They might have done something like that. Hey, I have a story exactly that fits like this, and it's really oh, okay. gonna Good. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on before you story. So my whole argument yield is, and I agree with you. Now doesn't exist. Those cards should not be on the shelves. If Walmart makes that sale, Walmart should be held responsible. Absolutely. I agree with all of that. Okay. I'm not arguing that point at all. But my point is as the consumer. If that happened, right or wrong, Sony should have to take that hit. And, and then Sony should turn around and say, okay, well, we have to give them a free year of, or not not a free year. We have to give them a, a year of premium. And then Sony should go after Walmart and say, 
why did you make this sale? Because this is the consumer did not make the mistake here. You did, but now we have to honor it because the consumer is, I hate the phrase, but the consumer is always right. The consumer went to the store. They bought a year of now. You should have been informed. You should not have made the sale, but we have to honor it because the consumer did no fault in this. Oh, I'm sure that happens. I'm sure those conversations are happening and they have people employed and divisions and slush funds just to cover those things. And you have to prove it without right. a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> Right, that you were misled. But the but the problem is, again, you just have to go so far out of your way to find yourself in that circumstance. But and again, just, and, and, but, and but, like but what Darryl, we said not, earlier, like Darryl, they're, not, they're being generous that. by turning your now card into a gift card. Like, yeah. they don't Darryl, have to do that. Do, yeah, they don't even have to honor any of them now cards. They can sit there and go, any now cards sold third party or otherwise after yeah. January, after January or December 31st of... 2020, they are all null and void. You enter it but, now, you get nothing. But and that's the, what uh, that's what Blockbuster did because they had to flip it pass where you could go in there and for one price you could get one game a month and flip it unlimited times, correct. or you could get the two flip it pass, which is what I did, and you could check out two games at a time. And I had modded consoles, I had a modded Xbox OG and a modded PS2. And what I would do is I could get two games. Go back to my house. My buddy would get my buddy Luke would get two games, and we would burn all our games to the consoles. We would we'd flip it with each other, burn all those games to the consoles because you had to put the disc in and copy them to the hard drive. You used a boot disc to boot the games, and then you went back. And we would do that on the weekends. And whenever Blockbuster was going out of business, probably because of guys like us, they're like, "Hey, you have the flip it pass for this duration." But our store closes before that expires. So what I can offer you in return. For a dead service is I can, at best, offer you the value of what was left over your membership as in-store credit, and I could buy I could buy a couple of Blu-rays and a couple of movies. All right, right so what's what's wrong with Sony turning around and saying, okay, you have a, you bought a year of now. We're going to give you six months of premium, but we're also going to give you, I I am going to say sixty dollars just for argument's sake, but sixty dollars of PSN credit. No, what's wrong with Sony doing that? There's nothing. Give them sixty dollars worth of PlayStation Plus essential. That's the thing. Have this conversation with me, Tricky. You and I are sitting around the Proven Gamer boardroom table, okay? Proven Gamer has the Proven Patreon, where we offer the most exquisite content on the market, all okay. audio. We're sitting around we're like, you know, we have this audio subscription that basically if you pay $5, $6, whatever a month, you get all of the best audio out there. But we're going to go video. All right. Now we're going to have this video service is going to cost more. Okay. It's going to take way more editing, way more, way more horsepower to process. So what we're going to do is we're going to revamp our plan for next year's proven gamer Patreon. Now, what that's going to mean is your, your stuff's going to go up. Your prices are going to go up because it's going to cost more to do it. It's going to take more time. Honestly, we got to cover all that. So everyone who's already a proven patron, we're going to honor what you have invested and maybe for a promotional time, bump you up to the new video tier as a like promotion. Like, hey, we're going to promote our new tier by giving you guys 30 days, you know, three months, six months, whatever, of the new proven um, video content, premiere content. But okay. if you guys, after the date we launch it, go or, or the day before, the week before, go, hey, I'm going to bump up to the year subscription of the Proven Gamer Patreon. Because I know they're going to honor it and they're going to they're get it. You and I would sit around the table and we'd go, hey, man, we need to do something for our customers. We don't want to screw them. 
but we can't afford to do it the other way. All right. If we bumped up every Tom, Dick and Harry that the last minute took advantage of our goodwill, we're going to see on at the end on our sheet for the end of the year, like where we took a loss, where we took a hit. We're going to be in the, so, we're going right. to be in the black. So you and I would red. sit around the table. Well, you're not a sit at the table. We, we try to figure that out. And then we call up you and Alex as consultants. And we say, hey, guys, here's our idea. We're going to pitch to you. And you guys are consultants in the market. So you know what's going to work and react the best when it comes to PR, but also what's going to be the best for the bottom line. They're a third party. We're going to consult with them. And at the end of the day, we're going to roll out. All right, here you go. For all you guys who upgraded right at the last second, we're going to give you six months of our premium Patreon content, which is probably right about what it would you would have paid in the audio form. And this is all they're doing is they're saying they sat around a table and they're like, well, what's what are we going to do here? Do, do we want to take the loss? Can we afford to take the loss? Or do we have to take the loss? Because I'm sure old franchise worldwide Jimmy Ryan was like, we ain't got to lose no money. We're freaking sorry. We had the last of us. Yeah, no one, right, wrong, or indifferent, none of our competitors have an answer for that. So, like, we don't owe anybody anything. Now, what we can do is you can we can say, well, what's the monetary value for what that potential investment would have been? And we all know the people screaming didn't pay sixty dollars for this card. No matter what what if scenario we throw out there, they pay forty at best. Because I'm all part of all these sites. I know what these guys are paying. I know what I pay. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, so the old franchise Jimmy Ryan's like, let me, let me, let me say this. All right. I need a new yacht. You know what I'm saying? We got to have, we got this pre- PlayStation premium is yacht money. I can't get my yacht in Q1 if I upgrade everybody to premium for the duration. But I tell you what I can do. I can get my yacht in Q2 and I'll give them the monetary value, whatever the most that card could have been worth. That card in America is 60 bucks. In Australia, it's probably like 160 bucks because Australians and don't do, they do crazy stuff with their money. So what we'll do is we'll just give them what it's worth on its best day. Call it a day. Well, you guys want to get lunch? Tricky, you want to get, you, you want to get lunch? Let's, yeah, go get, let's lunch. get lunch. That's okay. how that worked. Okay. And you know what? They rolled it out and they're like, oh, wow. Some of you guys are got the sads and some of you guys got the big mad. But at the end of the day, we don't have to do anything. So you can take it or leave. All right. So let me throw this at you right now. Me and you were sitting at the boardroom table. Mm-hmm. We know in January 2023, we're going to start offering video content. Okay, so here we are in May 2022. Me and you know we're going to launch this in January. So we turn around and we say, okay, from this point forward, we don't offer year subscriptions. We only offer six-month subscriptions or three-month subscriptions or month subscriptions because we know what's going to happen in five, uh, seven months. Right. Okay. This way, nobody can stack. Nobody can turn around and say, boom, this, we're not going to let this stack. Then after we announce that, we wait a month or two, three months. Then we announce our product saying, okay, January, we're doing this. And it's gonna, we're going to raise you guys up $5 more. For every existing customer that goes past January, we're going to honor and give you the premium, premium package for no upcharge because you already vested into us. You already spent your money. You're with us. We're, we're going to honor that. We're going to keep the loyal customers. Okay. That's what Sony should have done. Sony should have stopped all code redeeming 
for whatever for whatever period of time and saying, okay, n- wait a little while, then make the announcement because then you eliminated everybody trying to stack and gain the system. But the difference is everybody that had their codes prior still get what they paid for. But you're not allowing people to gain the system by stacking going, oh, okay, well, you're going to raise. We know you're going to raise your price in six months. So let me stack now where a guy like me five years ago bought 20 years worth. I've invested my money into the system already. I've given them my commitment. They should honor me at the point that I put my money down. Not let not this way you stop everybody from gaining the system. But you still keep all your loyal customers that have already vested into your product and give them what they paid for. Yep, which is $60. Uh, so, Tricky, throughout this whole thing, you kept referring to little Temmie's mom or parents of children. And look, as we have talked about, the PlayStation Now cards were told to be pulled a long time ago. And a lot of the people who probably bought these codes to try and stack them bought them from online websites I hate to tell you this, little Timmy's mom's probably not buying from there. Um, And unless you can find an uproar for me on Twitter of, you know, parents, mothers, fathers who are in a situation where they bought a card from Walmart or something like that and now they can't use it or it's not exactly what they expected. The the voice, this whole uproar is from people who cannot game the system now. They wanted to try to screw over Sony and get a better deal and they can't. And these people bought them from online websites where they probably got a discount on the codes so your whole uh what about uninformed parents going that doesn't fly because that's not what this th- those are not the people going to twitter oh. and complaining about this those are not the people who are bad okay so, let, people, so let me ask you this who are gaming the system and sony is giving those people the value what they paid they're getting that back in value for access okay if we so can, if we can hold, recruit these guys online that are complaining so hard about this to go and stand up against the government and say hey taxation's theft we'd all stop paying taxes at the same time and we'd actually get some stuff done okay so alex let, let me ask you this and well, i'm asking alex but i'm, I'm asking the other two as well we don't we're, we're not in disagreement that sony said pull these cards correct no correct no they, they pulled them okay. they pulled them before so, they ever announced the service so let me let me throw this scenario at you and, and and see if this is what Sony should have done. If Sony, no, 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 we sure. we agree that Sony should have had more foresight in this and should have put a stop to this before. Right. We're not talking about let's, that. We're not say, saying that Sony doesn't have some fault in this and that they shouldn't have acted more with more foresight. Well, we're talking about the situation okay. now where. Well, no, no. Let, let let me let me say what I'm saying. Let's just say April first, arbitrary date, April first. Sony says, pull all PlayStation Plus, all PlayStation Now cards. Don't sell them in your stores anymore. At that point, should Sony have not turned off every every code redeemed and just deactivate every code and said, every code that they hasn't can't. been redeemed in our system. But, but aren't some of those still in the store for avoid. people to buy? They can't do that, but if they could, they should have. You're right. In the store. Why, why, why can't Sony turn around and say, okay, Walmart, and I'm throwing out ridiculous numbers. Walmart, stop selling our cards. Every card you have in the store right now, we're going to refund you the money that you paid to put those cards into your store, whatever the number may be. Those cards are no longer valid, period. Stop. Not not that they can't be redeemed, because as the story goes right now, all those codes are still valid. 
They just can't be redeemed. Why not Sony turn around and say, okay, all these codes that are not sold already and not have not been redeemed yet, they're now invalid. You cannot do this because, and then that would have stopped all the stacking right there and everybody that had codes prior that were sold could still use them. But now every code that's sold after April 1st is no longer usable. And if there's an issue with it, they, they Sony turns around and says to Walmart or Best Buy, okay, if somebody comes back and, and proves they bought this card after April 1st, give them their money back. You're right. They, sh- they totally should have done that. I'm going to call Jimmy Ryan, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. All right. So I think we're going to keep going round and round. So let's end the show because we're over two hours now. Well, yeah, you're not going to see our point, and we're not going to see it. No, no, I, I see your point because I the, the – I, I know we've been arguing for the last half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it may be. I 100%, I see all your points. And I don't disagree with you guys on face value. I really honestly don't. Because they you should not allow somebody to game the system because... But the, the fault, in my mind, is Sony messed up with the rollout of this system. They should not have announced the system... And then there'd be a time period after the announcement before they turn around and says, okay, well, now we're not going to allow you to redeem the codes because we don't want you to stack. Somebody in that boardroom should have known that people were trying to game the system. They should have rolled this out 100% better and said, okay, after this date, all these codes that we pulled from the stores, they're now invalid. Allow people to go back to their retailers, get the code back and say, oh, you know what? Here's your $60 back or here's your $30 back, whatever the case may be. The problem is with third-party services. You know, the problem is with Amazon turning around and saying, oh, Black Friday sale, we're going to sell these codes of $30, $40, whatever the case may be. Those are the real problems. I'm just, my whole argument and everything that I've been going against you guys with is the fact of the consumer. The consumer in this case, whether they're informed or uninformed, are, are being trapped in the middle of Sony's bad rollout of this system. Well, I think what we've proven is there's a lot of players in the game, and it's not just Sony who's at fault for this stuff. But yet, yeah, that's where you want to play, pay, uh, lay most of the blame. If Sony told Walmart to get those cards out of there and Walmart still sold them, Walmart needs to take that hit. That's Walmart's fault. And and so, but but Sony should go after Walmart. The consumer should not take the hit. Sony should go after Walmart and say, well, we had to give them a free uh, six extra months of premium. Now you owe us No, what they need to say to Walmart is anybody who cannot use a code or bought them during this time period will return them to your store and you're going to take the loss or we will no longer send you PlayStation games. Or they can say, hey, you know, the easiest thing to do is let's just give them $60, whatever face value is on the card, and roll that towards the next service and be done with it. And they did. All right. When, and here we are. No, I think, Tricky, what I'm, you seem to be pissed I'm, about is that you think that because you bought a PlayStation Now code for a defunct service that you were entitled to a year of PlayStation Premium. And that's not the case. I, yep. Stuck on it. That's kind of my argument, but that's not that's core. And it's, and it's a ridiculous <laughs> argument. For it to be any part of your argument is yeah. absurd. Yeah. Okay. And, and all right. All right. We're, we're going to stick a pin in this because unfor- we're unfortunately, the Unfortunately, you sided with the losing cause. Listen. You saw the wall. I, I will one. die on my hill. Oh, you died, all right. You got you needed to just die. You got nuked. The only thing left of you is a nuclear shadow on your hill because there's nothing left of you. Dale, did you did you notice something about Yield during this episode? Uh, no, I did not. 
he started off this episode very like non like not ready not not excited about this at all and then we start she's talking about this and he he lit off with a fire i well, love you young. well the thing is is um you know it's like i look i like into this and we can get out of here afterwards when my kids are talking back and they're not listening and like this is a very nonsensical easy thing for you to understand but like at the end of the day you're just gonna have to you just have to get it like it doesn't matter what you think your position is the rule is this is the way don't is. color on the wall so stop coloring on the wall. Yield like, your shout-out, sir. But it's not fair. I'm getting screwed over, Dad. But stop coloring on the wall. <laughs> Yield your shout-out, sir. <laughs> shout-out to you, Tricky and Alex, for recording that. Shout-out to Daryl for coming on here and siding with the proper tag team. Hey, hey man. A, tr- a, a trio. As they, trios, as they would call them in AEW. Tricky's uh, laying in the mat with NWO spray painted across <laughs> his back right now. <laughs> Uh, it's just uh, too sweet. <laughs> uh, shout out to all the listeners, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom who download, listen, interact with us on social medias, play some games with us. Thank you. You guys are amazing. And gals are amazing. Uh, that'll do it. And as always, yield and Alex were right. Alex, your shout out. Give sir. a shout out to the community, the listeners, the fuel to the fire of this trophy horse. Thank you for all you all do. However you support us, we appreciate you so very much because this show uh, is does not exist without you all. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield. I twerp you to Tricky's argument because you just left, left me shaking my head. Uh, a big shout out to Daryl. Uh, always a great co-host when he comes on. Helps us out a ton. So thank you, Daryl, for coming on and uh, seeing the light. Joining the side of righteousness. <laughs> And uh, I know you'll pass uh, Tricky this year in Platinum. I, I got I got faith in you. So um, yes, yes. But uh, thanks for Daryl for coming on. And uh, last but not least, uh, I want to give a happy Mother's Day and uh, a big shout out to I love you or my girlfriend, my loving and awesome girlfriend Ashley. I love you, honey. Uh, yeah, that is going to be the end of my shout outs. Daryl, your shout out, sir. I want to give a huge, big, fat, whopping shout out to you guys for uh, actually giving the people on Twitter what they asked for. Just arguing their points and and, uh, bringing these things to light. Because I'm telling you right now, if you guys didn't do it, somebody else would. Well, um, it wouldn't be not, the Loop Brothers because none, <laughs> no, none of you guys no. like PlayStation over there. No, everybody likes Xbox over there but me. No, no for real, shout out. You guys are great. This was fun. Um, and Tricky eventually even said with his own mouth exactly the, the side that we were all on. And it's a, it's beautiful to see all that you know, stuff work out. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my comic book co-host from the Loop Rose Comic Cast, Josh Adams. Um, he has his first ever comic book coming out this summer with Legacy Comics that's being published. And um, if you guys are, if you're listening and you're comic fans, go to LegacyComics.com and pre-order this book, Apollyon 20XX. Uh, the art is phenomenal. This dude is such a good artist. I'm so stoked uh, to work with him in, in, in any capacity. Um, Josh does the art for all the Loot Bros stuff. He does the art for my band Ninja Loot. Um, he and I do some you know, comic book podcasting. We've done some survival horror stuff with the Loot Bros podcast, and he's just a great dude. And it's nice to see somebody like this finally get their break, you know, and, uh, and he got hired on by Legacy Comics to do a one shot for them. And I'm just, I'm, I'm super stoked for him. So if you guys are uh, comic fans, go check out Legacy Comics. Some good dudes over there. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Loot Bros Podcast and all my homies over there over the years since our time here on Proven Gamer. 
um, down to just kind of us being this little indie podcast doing our thing. We've had a lot of changes and a lot of uh, a lot of hosts kind of come and go, but I feel like we've really found our flow now. We get a lot of game devs on the show now. Um, we had a voice actor on the show last night that episode we published by the time you guys hear this and it's just awesome to be meeting these people i've got game devs lined up into july now and it's just really cool to be talking with these people to, to have our show noticed um people are reaching out to us and wanting to be on the show now to promote their things and that's really freaking dope um and then i guess my last and final shout out uh, is going to be to the goddess. I got to talk to the goddess the other day, and I got to let her know that Tricky is full of crap. Um, he should not be putting his foot in the toilet and then making people touch his foot much. <laughs> um, and it, toilet water, no matter how clean it is, is still butt water. Okay. I never was going to put my foot in the fucking toilet. <laughs> it was that's a not, joke. That's not how I remember that's the story. You whether whether you were or weren't, you still advocated. You still putting thought about it. Foot in it toilet was, was okay. a joke. It was a joke. Hey, okay, guys. Who, who was in the room? Who this was dude in the stacked room? up PlayStation Plus for 20 years but can't afford a bucket to put his foot in. What is that? I do? didn't say I couldn't afford the bucket. <laughs> I said I didn't have a bucket. Who, who was in the room to hear this joke? The goddess. I, I, they called me and told me. I was riding down the road, minding my own business, and I got to think about Tricky's foot in the toilet the rest of the day. <laughs> so, well, and, so, and, to, and to be fair, Daryl's the one that said, if it's so dirt, if it's so clean, then drink it. He's I the did. One I, I said, if it's clean enough to make the goddess touch your toilet water feet, then drink the water first to prove it. And he said he would. Again, and then she was like, oh, I got to kiss him now. that no, was a joke. Again, that was a joke for clarification. <laughs> he drank the toilet water that he put his foot in. <sighs> and, and unless, unless I was hearing the conversation, you, I have to take you for face value. This episode is sponsored by Snickers because Tricky wants to get away. <laughs> we'll give a shout out to Daryl. Thank you very much for coming on, being the heel. To I love you everything guys, man. That I talk about. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Yield and Alex, even though they're wrong about the PlayStation Plus codes. Yeah, I I heard a th- I heard a three count, so you're done. No, I I, <laughs> I kicked out. The bell rang. The bell rang, man. You're done. I, I, well, kicked, out, I kicked out at two death. and three quarters. Yep. I I kicked out at two and three quarters, and I hooked up. Uh, shout out to the goddess. Shout out to Sweet Mama D. Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you very much for dealing with this. This is two and a half hours. I did not plan to go this long. I'll uh, guarantee you, everybody on Facebook will agree with us. You know what? When the show comes out, I'll put a poll out. Fine. I bet. I bet you're going to get ninety five percent that agree with us. Okay, but he. Well, I don't think ninety five percent. But let's just state now on the show, okay, and be real because we all know what I'm about to say is true. We have to immediately look at who voted and know that whether it was a troll vote no, or not. Everyone's voice is valid. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. That's right. All men are created equal, bro. No, because I can put who has more trophies, me or Daryl, and people will vote for Daryl just to troll me, even though the fact is. Look at our political society right now and tell me that's not already happening. All right, fair enough. <laughs> if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Tricky's wrong. He's so wrong.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> 